Welcome back to Creep Talk. This is Steven. I'm Jamie. <laughs> this week, we are recapping episode 12 titled Beauty Pageant. Nope, Beauty Contest. Oh, no. <laughs> That's all right. Whatever. Beauty Contest. <laughs> I have it written down right in front of me, too. <laughs> Well, they said pageant enough in this episode, so I get it. <laughs> I know. I wrote pageant down like a million times in my notes. We are just cruising right along. So exciting. No, next week is the finale. It's so crazy. I know. I know. I did watch the opening of it because uh, I just couldn't help yourself. I couldn't because it just automatically plays too. And um, I was like, I kind of remember this, but I don't remember it. But this episode, I vaguely remembered things <laughs> like every episode <laughs> but when I started watching it a lot of like the dialogue that they said you know like normal for me I started repeating because I was like I remember that I remember when she said that I, oh my god it's so, so funny how how <laughs> I don't even know how to say it how obsessed you were with the dialogue in the show that it's been however many years it's been since you've seen it and you still remember it. I mean, the only way that I can remember stuff like that is if it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer or music from the 90s that I haven't heard in literally 20 years and I still know the words when they come on. So that's really funny. Well, I think it just says a lot about how often I watched it, I guess. Yeah. You know, it's just, it is like music. When you listen to music all the time, the same music over and over again, it's just muscle memory. I agree. Yeah, it's just one of those things. And I have to say, watching this took me back to being in my bedroom, watching this on like a Saturday, just having like my mini marathon before the finale. And it made me very nostalgic watching this. I I really did feel like I was 17 again watching this. It's so crazy. And it gave me like butterflies. And and I really liked this episode. This is one of those big ones I remember back then. Because Joey sings in this and yes. it's, it's such a big deal. And Pacey's, you know, in the in the beauty pageant with her. And, you know, it, it was I just always remember those two factors being such a big deal for this. And yeah, it's just a really good episode. I really, really liked watching it. And it just brought back all those feelings. Yay! So I liked it. I liked it too. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> But before we uh, we get all creaked out, Jamie. Creaked out. <laughs> uh, what is new with you? <laughs> uh, so I just got back from vacation on Sunday. It's Wednesday now. So it was a couple of days ago. And mm-hmm. it was so hard to come back. Um, we went to Cape May mm-hmm. in New Jersey and like way at the bottom of New Jersey into a <laughs> campground. And it was so perfect um it was just me and my mom for most of the time mm-hmm. except for like the last night and then terry came up but it was just me and my mom and the dogs and oh. it was perfect weather i think it only rained one day which i think it was like thursday or something it rained one day and then after that the weather was perfect uh it was nice and cool i sat outside every day i didn't have to like it was quiet nobody bothered us we just walked the dog and relaxed and um so i nice. read a, i read a book <laughs> wow I'm so, wait just a book That's just you... just well just one because I didn't want to like alienate my mom you know because <laughs> I will literally I, I she even made a comment she's like my, man that book must be really good she's like you're not on this planet right now and I'm like oh no 
I'm not like when I read everything else just disappears in my life everything I you know I could literally read a book in a room filled with people and not hear anything going on around me um it's a I it's like a that yeah wonderful skill yeah <laughs> I read every time I go to do laundry I used to listen to podcasts or just be on my phone, but I've been reading a lot lately and I do, I zone everything out and I get so into what I'm reading and it's nice. It's really it's, nice. It's fantastic to immerse yourself into different worlds because, uh, you know, readers live a thousand lives, you know, and it's true. You really do. You just, you just, you dive into a book and you dive into the world and, you know, live through these characters and it's fantastic. Um, the other exciting thing is I had a book delivery. I had an unboxing <laughs> the other day, yesterday actually. And uh, it was great. I think I posted it this morning, but I have books and I have more books coming this week. I think I have like two coming by the end of the week. And then there's some new releases that are happening. So I have lots of new books to read, even though oh my, my, God. my TBR my to be read pile is those books are probably looking at me like stop buying new books you know <laughs> i'm sure they're jealous and angry but i can't help it i love books and it's my bank account's probably exhausted but it is what it is <laughs> how about you i mean we said it before jamie you can't <laughs> take it with you so yeah that's the truth life's too short just order the fucking buffalo wings <laughs> <laughs> Or, or the book, case. in your case. Or, or the 10 <laughs> books sitting in my Amazon shopping count right now. Yeah. <laughs> my <Yeah>. shopping cart. <laughs> um, for me, I haven't really been doing anything. I took off last Friday and Monday, but we didn't really do anything. I went to some like flea market on Saturday, like a local one, because my sister-in-law had like a table there. And I saw my nieces and my, my sisters. But, oh, I watched the new show called Midnight Mass on Netflix. Did yeah, I saw it? that. I, I didn't watch it, but I've seen it. Oh, it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I think you might like it. Did I talk to you about so, it? I don't remember. I don't think so. What's what's it a, um what's the like basis of it about again? Um, all right. So it's created and I think he directed most of it by Mike Flanagan, who did the Haunting of Hill House. Okay. And Bly Manor and okay. all that stuff. And it's about this island like this island that is like a fisherman's island and this like new priest comes into town and all these strange things start happening and i started to kind of like pick up what was happening after a couple of like episodes and i said oh i think i know what's happening and then it started happening and i was like right like ghosties demons what are we talking about here i don't want to give it away you have to watch it but it's it's not like a slasher like a jason or freddy type thing it it is like supernatural but it also has um it's a thriller yeah it's like a mystery too but it's really good yeah i i really like it but mike flanagan is coming out with another series called the midnight club and i think that's going to be on netflix as well and that's based off of christopher pike's ya novels which i have and um, i like christopher pike (laughs) christopher pike's great i had all those books when i was a kid and my dad donated them and we went to the second and charles one one day and i found somebody must have done or got rid of theirs it was the whole set jamie i said these are these mine (laughs) i was like are these mine (laughs) well they are now (laughs) i i threw them all in my basket i bought them all and then i went and i looked fury if anybody ever tried to get rid of or donate my books i'm just gonna say i was talking to um raj from it's all retro Mm -hmm. and um 
they were telling Shout me. Shout out, like, Raj. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were like talking about like how my dad donated my books without telling me and how awful it is. But mm-hmm. um, but Raj, if you're listening, which I know you will, because you give us so much support on our Instagram, we sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. Like we love you. Yeah, you're the best. And um, yeah, we were like talking about it, and Raj just totally understands where I'm coming from. And I said, I was going to look into maybe like local library book dumps or like book swaps or something like that to see if they have anything like around my area. Because I just want to see if I could find anything. I don't know. The freaking school that my dad donated the books to is right around the corner from me. It's my it's my elementary school. I'm so tempted to just go walk in and see if they have. (laughs) Excuse me. These are my books. If you open the first corner, they'll have my name on them. Okay, I want them back. They probably do. I know I wrote my name in all those books. (laughs) <laughs> but but um no oh the reason I came I said Raj um so they had one of the 90210 novelizations and I had all of those books and they were in the bin that my dad donated and it pisses me off so bad that he that he got rid of them and um I had the whole set and the last two are so expensive I don't know what sellers are doing with selling these books at such high prices it doesn't make sense to me I don't understand it so like, are they coming from private sellers, like in, like people, or are they coming from actual stores? Uh, well, it's on thrift books, so I don't know how thrift so books even works. I'm pretty sure thrift books are coming from people; they're not actual stores. But I could be wrong. The last time I used thrift books, I was in college because I got I got college books. It was cheaper to get college books through thrift books, I think, if, if I remember correctly. Oh my god! I I use them all the time. I've gotten a lot of my books from when I was a kid through there. Um, what, no, what bothers me is I don't know why I didn't just go to the friggin' library after my dad said he donated my books and said, this is a big misunderstanding. Like I, I want my books back. Cause I know I had a talk boy from home alone too. And it was probably in that bin. And I, I want my talk boy now. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm just very resentful. And I think about it, Jamie, and I get so angry and I'm like, there's nothing I can do about it. Stop stressing out about it. Stop freaking out. Rub your ears. Yeah, no, I understand. It's completely valid to feel that way. Because let me tell you, I'd probably have to murder somebody if they took my books and donated them. That is like hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on shelves behind me. (laughs) And I would be highly pissed. (laughs) Yeah, well, these are books from from my childhood that, Mm -hmm. you know, I went to the um, bookstore like every week with my mom and whatever i don't know i just i just had all these books and they're gone now so i'm sorry Uh, whatever it is what it is i can't like do anything about it but anyway but on a positive note dawson's creek huh (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah well i'm happy that you got to go away again i didn't get to go anywhere um this summer leading into fall so i'm hoping that i get to go somewhere soon but i'm glad you got to go away and be with your mom yeah, it was nice. It was nice to just kind of go out and relax and not have to worry about other people. You know, it was just mm-hmm. her and myself. We didn't have to worry about um, entertaining others. Yeah. And yeah, so I didn't because when other people go there, sometimes they always want to like be up. They want to go do stuff and they want to go here. They want to go there and they want to run around. But to me, that's not really relaxing. It's like not. I, I want to do some things, but I really just want to sit outside in quiet space with a book. And yeah. maybe a drink. Look, my whole thing was whenever we go down the shore and we invite people, 
I always let them know I'm not on anybody's schedule. You're not on my schedule. If you want to go out to dinner or do you go to the beach, whatever you want to do, don't wait around, just go do it. But if, yeah. like, if we make plans to do something, that's different. But you don't have to like wait and see what I'm doing for you to do something. Just go do it. I'm not worried about it. And um, yeah, it's been it's it's been fine. Like our our family understands that and just it is what it is. But yeah. I've been on family vacations or vacations in general with other people. And it's like that where you're like routine with that person. And you're like, I don't want to fucking do this. Like, I just want to go do what I want to do. And thanks for inviting me. But like, why do I have to do what you're doing? It's right. it makes it stresses you out. It really does. Yeah, I get I get a little frustrated because I I'll be reading a book and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, let's go here. And then it's like, Jamie, let's go now. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not ready. I'm like, no, I, I mean, uh, this happened to me um, during my vacation. I know that we're supposed to be talking about Dawson's Creek, but I might as well give you a little bit of rundown. I was literally five pages away from finishing the book. <laughs> they could not give me 10 minutes, 10 fucking minutes to oh, finish these pages i would have said i'm not leaving yet it was either <laughs> you go now with us or you could just stay here that's like the attitude that i got and i just oh <laughs> let's let's move on to happy things because that really pissed me off i'm like you literally just decided five minutes ago that you want to go do this you can't give me 10 minutes to let me finish my goddamn book like literally chaos is happening in this book right now shit's hitting the fan the book <laughs> is trying to wrap itself up and you want me to put the book down? <laughs> I wish you could see what she's doing. <laughs> she looks like she's shaking somebody. <laughs> I wanted to and shake her, And her face is getting all red. <laughs> I was very angry. And then it's like, well, bring the book with you. I can't fucking bring the book with me. I'm one of those people that cannot actually read in a car. Because me they either. Sick. I can't me do too. it. I get sick. So, no. <laughs> but I finished the book. Um when we got back i'm glad that we're getting frustrations out right now it's so nice yeah yeah anybody frustrated with their life right now just let it all out go yeah, just <laughs> punch a wall or go break something or oh, don't punch a wall Come call on. your dad and tell him how mad you are for doing what he did <laughs> that that always works let's let's scream at a pillow or maybe write things out really angrily like go f yourself on a journal i don't know whatever helps you feel better but you know Whatever helps. Um, Just don't hurt yourself or somebody else, okay? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't help. That does, that never helps anything. Be constructive, people. people. Be constructive. Um, you said you got a delivery of books, and I, um, I got a delivery. I just showed you of the yeah. Entertainment Weekly Dawson's Creek reunion issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're really really cool. I'm glad that I ordered them. I didn't. There was like a special on all five issues, and I haven't. I haven't bought like a Dawson's Creek magazine in years. And because we're doing this, it has made me so nostalgic for all of this stuff again. So I was like, I'm just going to just buy them. I don't care. And now I have them. So each um, issue of this magazine, they have different covers. Is the content inside different as well? Or are they all the same? No, it's just the same. It's all the same content. Just different covers. Same content, just covers. Okay. That's still cool though. Yeah. But yeah, I was happy that I got them. All right. Well, I'm glad that we got that out. Um, <laughs> I think this is going to be a good episode. You know, I got my Zoomies out talking before we started it and we hit record and we just got even more out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want this to be an angry episode. <laughs> <laughs> 
Me either, because it was a really good episode. Um, yeah, it was. It was a very, it was a really sweet, a very cute, very like just a very memorable episode for me. I think, I so think this will be my second favorite after detention. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, I, I would think, say third. It would be the pilot detention and then this one. I think this episode was really, it was a really great episode. Just, just the way that the characters handled themselves with Pacey, you know, and his balls of steel entering this pageant and really challenging the whole sexist, you know, the sexist, I don't even know how to describe it, but how sexist pageants can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, Joey finally getting what you would have thought that she wanted and then just being like no this isn't right you know so it's really great to see people stand up for themselves and take those initiatives and then also take a step back and go you know what this isn't right we're this isn't happening so i think it's a really great um episode for the youth you know what i mean for for kids to see this and be like oh this is okay yeah because people still have issues with with certain things but we'll get to that when we get there right well that's it that's the episode that was great we'll (laughs) see you next week all right we're done bye (laughs) 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 sounds good to me all right (laughs) you said it all jay all right all that in like three sentences listen to me go (laughs) (laughs) go read your book (laughs) hey man don't tempt me with a good time I know I'm gonna I'm waiting for you to just be like like flipping a page and I'm like talking to you and I'm like Jamie uh, no, <laughs> what I did you think that. about Dawson in this scene <laughs> I'll be like what scene are we on I'm sorry I wasn't listening oh, we're doing a podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> my bad <laughs> no, um, that. that's rude <laughs> yeah it is it is yeah, yeah totally rude <laughs> all right well let's get into this are you ready what are you drinking I'm ready. I'm drinking water. I have a Red Bull. So cheers. Cheers. All right. Um, so let's talk about bug sexuality. Yeah. Dawson's <laughs> Creek episode 12 beauty contest aired May 12th, 1998, directed by Arvin Brown, written by Dana Barada. She's written a couple of these now. I like that she's she sort of like knows their voice by now. Yeah. And yeah, so... Like you just said, we're with Dawson and Joey in his bedroom and he's watching a tape for his biology class. It's about entomological sexual behavior. And I just wrote, it's basically bugs mating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they get into this whole conversation about how Dawson says, how do they know who they're attracted to? They all look the same. And Joey says instinct. She says, unlike people. Mm-hmm. And then they start to like debate about how they know who they're supposed to be attracted to. And Dawson tells her that she can't argue that pure animal instinct has something to do with what kind of guy you're supposed to be attracted to. And Joey says, I haven't had the slightest idea, Dawson. So yeah, they're talking about how you're supposed to know who you're supposed to be attracted to. And he says, it's, it can't just be about instinct. Like you have to be attracted to that person. And he basically asks her, like, you should know what kind of guy you're supposed to be attracted to. And that's when she says, I haven't the slightest idea. And she goes and sits down at his desk and she looks like she's like thinking, but she has this like smile on her face because we know she knows what kind of guy she's interested in. And obviously we're going to get into it by the end of the episode, but she knows already because of her relationship with him and, you know, their bond. 
I think they also kind of made a point when they were discussing this because, you know, these bugs and insects, um, they find their mates by instinct, you know, uh, whereas people, it's more about what they see first, right? And then that can also be misconstrued or even twisted a little bit depending on the media and the fads that are out, you know what I mean? Oh, media saying this is what you should be attracted to. And then a lot of times that's usually what people tend to gravitate for because that's just the way that it is. It's, I guess, human mentality and, and everything like that. So they kind of touch base a little bit on that. And Joey's like, mm-hmm. you know, she, you know, she makes a really good point. So I feel like in a moment, you know, for like a second, Dawson and Joey are kind of on opposite spectrums because he doesn't really see it that way. And she does. Yeah, that was perfect, Jamie. That's what I was trying to say, but you <laughs> said it perfectly. <laughs> I was trying because I didn't know how else to like explain it. <laughs> I apparently I didn't either, and I wrote down their fucking lines. So. <laughs> but that's exactly what I was trying to. All right. Woo! <laughs> um, all right. So we are now at the ice house, and we have the core four talking about the Miss Windjammer contest. Joey's working, so she's our waitress. But they're talking about how Dawson's mom is a judge and he's allowed to cover it for the news. And Jen asks what the pageant is. And Dawson says it's a way to lure tourists uh, in the town before everything shuts down. And we see Joey like side eyeing Dawson like, no, it's like more than that, Dawson. So I wrote down her entire description of what she says the Miss Windjammer pageant is. I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) So no, seriously, because half the stuff that Joey breaks down is pure genius and she's right on the money so yeah (laughs) so joey says it's a blue-blooded tradition which celebrates the grand achievement of being born rich the culmination of which is this asinine formal dinner held at the yacht club where some young noble whose daddy owns the bank is crowned miss windjammer it's the most archaic display of racism ageism and sexism known to man and Jen says that her mom used to enter her in Little Miss beauty pageants. She says that they were disgusting. And then Dawson says, let me guess, you twirled the baton. And that's when Jen says meaning. Like, she's sort of annoyed by him. I feel like, did you get the impression when she hesitated in responding to Dawson that, yeah, she was annoyed, but he may have also been right? Yeah. I get the impression she was definitely the, the baton twirling one. Yeah. Why? Well, she sort of admits to it in the scene. She sort of says, what do you mean by that? Like, maybe I was. But I think she is sort of like admitting that she was in these pageants. So what if she twirled a baton? You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. But his but the reason for him saying it is to be passive aggressive with her. He's so passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah. So he tells her that she's beautiful. Nobody can dispute that. And we see Joey getting uncomfortable and she just like walks away. And Dawson just continues on giving her backhanded compliments or he tells her that she should totally sign up for the pageant. She says her baton twirling days are over and maybe he should compete himself. And that's when she sort of like gets up and leaves because she's like over it. And that's when Pacey says to Dawson is like this, your weird way of winning her back with the backhanded compliments. And he says, well, I've tried everything else. It, it's almost like a bizarre hobby. And he also says that he is fully over Jen, which I think he is. I don't know. Yeah. I- he said he says something along the lines of being over Jen, but wanting her back has evolved into some type of bizarre hobby. So yeah. that's, um, I thought I actually, I wrote that down too, because I thought that was kind of funny and it probably it's also relatable. You know what I mean? Because you yeah. kind of get into like this habit 
of trying to pursue somebody, even if you're no longer really like into them for whatever reason, like you've moved on from it, but it almost kind of turns into like this knee jerk reaction. You know what I mean? To try to continuously spark something in some kind of way, even if it's genuine compliments or if it's backhanded compliments, maybe he's just trying a different hat. But um, I think that can be pretty relatable for some people because you don't even realize you do it half the time. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I'm trying to think if there was ever a situation where I've done that because I I know I've been like <laughs> pretty sarcastic with people, <laughs> oh, yeah. like just trying to be like just to be a jerk off on purpose, but not like to win anybody back. I've had like a weird, there was like a weird thing that I had with this girl who um, I didn't really like her. I still don't really like her. She's like a friend of a friend and she just always bugged me. And we would always have this like weird dialogue with each other. And she always thought I hated her. I didn't like, I don't, I don't hate anybody. I just didn't really like her that much, but we would just do it to each other, but we're not like friends. Like I would never like, we were never like hanging out with each other. Right. But there was, I remember there was like one point where she just said I was just really mean. I think she even said it on like a Facebook post or something like commenting. And I remember saying like, I'm really sorry that you think I mean, I'm not like, I don't hate you or anything. I just thought it was like our fun thing that we did, but like, I don't like you, <laughs> you know, I think some people click and react to each other in different ways. Yeah. Right. So um, sometimes you have that relationship. You're not close to somebody, but there's just something about them that just brings the snarky out, you know, <laughs> Yeah. or brings the bitch out or brings the toot out or makes you quiet. It just, I guess it just depends on personalities and how they clash. So totally. Yeah. See what you're saying there. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure I've got some in, in mind, but I, I, I don't know. Usually if I don't like somebody, I just don't interact with them. <laughs> I know I'm the same way. I had a funny friendship with this guy that I worked with and we just did, I just didn't like him when I first started working with him. This is like years ago. And now he's like one of the nicest guys I've ever met. I actually said to him recently, because we have so much in common, like towards the end of our like career working together at this job, we were like, I remember we were like drinking in the back office together and cause it was like a holiday and we were like doing shots before we left. And, um, we just had, a, we just really, really got along. And I just, I saw him for somebody else. Like I saw him as this, you know, he was always like putting on this like show, I guess, with like how he dressed and you're, you're trying to be like, you're trying to present yourself in this way. That's like scary. That isn't who you are. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause he was, well. cause he tried to be like, he tried to scare people for some reason. And Mm. he's like one of the nicest sweetest guys i've ever met and i actually said to him maybe it's a defense mechanism why you gotta call him out like that i mean probably but (laughs) i said to him recently because we were agreeing on like about movies or something and i was like all those years that we were like being mean to each other we could have had such a good time together all those years that whatever give people a chance i mean well he wasn't nice to me he oh. wasn't nice to me. Okay. Well, then people change as they get older too. Right. I mean, exactly. You mature. You experience things. You become wiser. Mm-hmm. Make better choices. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. You don't make the same mistake three times. <laughs> so Jen. Jen gets up. She walks away from the table. She's pretty much done with the backhanded compliments and and over the conversation with Dawson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she approaches Joey. Right. 
So now they're talking about how business is slow and Joey says the best she'll be able to do is Capeside Community Vocational Institute. And Jen tells her that she can get a scholarship and Joey's like, I can't bank on a full one. And Jen says, now that the proverbial wedge that they call Dawson Leary is no longer between them, maybe they can be friends. She says, maybe they'll find something relatable between them other than the boy next door. Mm -hmm. And Joey doesn't answer her right away. And Jen just says, maybe not. And she goes to walk away. And Joey says, like, we don't have to wash each other's hair or do each other's nails, do we? And Jen just smiles at her. So now there's like, this is the start of like an actual friendship between them. Which is I did a happy dance when this conversation happened. Um, Cause I was like, yay, finally, maybe, hopefully this works this time. Cause I mean, Jen is constantly throughout this entire season. She is constantly putting herself out there and approaching Joey and just trying to be her friend and hoping that Joey, you know, bites back on that, that yeah. line there, you know? So um, fingers crossed it actually works this time. Well, I don't remember. <laughs> well, but I know by the end of the episode, it's kind of confusing, but yeah, at the end of the episode, you don't really know. Now it's going to be, you know, the other way around, right? <laughs> so, yeah. So it kind of made me think differently about her. Cause she wants, like, she wants to be her friend, but she's also, trying to come in between her new friend and her ex-boyfriend now she is but human (laughs) (laughs) i don't know she was very confusing in this episode well uh what do they say though you always want what you can't have right and so she had something that she wanted that wanted her and then it didn't work out she broke up with him and then he chased her around like a little puppy dog and then all of a sudden you know, she got used to having that attention and then that attention shifted. And now it's like, I want that attention back. That's you know? true. So that's, that's really what's happened. That's what ends up happening. That's a spoiler alert. Hopefully you guys watch this episode. Um, <laughs> I think that's what's happening at the end of this episode really is Jen's just like, shit. You know, I want that. I want that attention back. You know what I mean? And you were like this. Up. You were like, spoiler alert. <laughs> That was funny. All right. So now we're at Capeside High and we see Pacey. He's pulling everything out of his locker. He's really angry. And Dawson comes up and he's like, you know, what the fuck is wrong? Calm down. And he's like, I can't find my pen. And then Dawson hands him the pen that's right in front of him. So Pacey is upset because he got into an argument with his father that morning. And he says, I just spent the entire morning with my father telling me what a scholastically inept, athletically challenged, underachieving loser I am. I'm fine. And he says his dad went straight into the failing biology thing, then the skipping school to go to Providence thing. And then Dawson reminds him of the stealing the car thing. And I liked all the throwbacks that he had for like the past couple of episodes. So I like the continuity with that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was nice. So then did you want to say something? Finish what you're saying, because I don't know, you might end up saying it. So <laughs> He says he found a place for $250 a month, <laughs> which is like dirt cheap, but he doesn't know how to pay for it. So Pacey asks Dawson if he needs any help or like an assistant doing the news coverage for the for the pageant. And Dawson says he's not even getting paid for it himself. And that the only people that are getting anything out of it are the contestants themselves. To win. 
so before that gets brought up, you know, Pacey's going through this whole thing. Basically, Pacey tells us that his father's basically like, you give me the papers for emancipation and I'll just sign it. Right. So that's why he's looking at apartments and stuff, because he's seriously considering getting emancipated away from his parents and, and out from underneath that roof and moving out and doing his own thing. This is, I think, the first time that we really get to see, not that we're really seeing it, but to to really get to see a little bit of Pacey's home life just from him venting yeah. to Dawson, because we really don't get that that much. Uh, we don't really know much about, you know, Pacey and his father, aside from the one, I think, interaction we had really early in the beginning. Um, there was none. He was never in this up epi- in the season. Did, we didn't see him like uh-uh. not even once. The only person we saw in his family was his brother. Mm, see i'm getting my my seasons crossed so (laughs) even even still we we just know that pacey does not have the best home life i mean just the way that his brother treats him and we know that pacey's father is you know the sheriff of town yeah he says i don't i'm getting tired of being compared to doug dougie yeah i don't i don't blame him dougie's the older one and i guess i mean i wonder if that's a little bit of does it happen i'm the oldest so i don't i don't know I was compared. compared. Yeah. So you, um, so you can relate to Pacey in, in that kind of aspect, right? Being well, I was never like, I was never like berated or had like a bad relationship with my parents, like in Pacey's situation. But I've always had a weird relationship with my brother, my older brother, the one I talked about in the last episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, but I remember uh, like, uh, like a couple of times, like my mom even compared us. And I don't think she meant to do it. But me and my brother even said, like, looked at each other and we both were like, don't compare me to him because we're totally opposite. He's just somebody that will never like just I don't know, he'll he'll just never get it together. Not that like anybody ever has it together, but like there's priorities, there's being a, an adult, there's like making sure you have you responsibilities. Just completely different people, totally different opposite mm-hmm. And that's kind of what's happening here with with Pacey and Doug. Doug is older he's a cop you know he's deputy doug he's got his own place he's got stuff together but granted pacey's still in high school yeah but he's not you know focused on his studies and he's doing all these other things whereas i'm sure doug was doing you know what he's supposed to be doing and doing school and doing the homework and passing whereas pacey's you know on the other side of that pacey's the the clown um so, I, you know what I mean? It's, I, yeah. I totally, I totally get it. It's, it's terrible though, that that happens to people where, where their parents or their guardians or whomever compare to completely different people. And people even do that with relationships too, where they, they may, you know, have an ex and that was like, they really oh, meant yeah. somebody, their first love or whatever. And then you start seeing dating or talking to somebody else. And then you start making these comparisons. And sometimes people don't even realize that they're doing it. And, you know, it could really make or break a relationship. Um, so you just should not compare the, I, I'm trying to find a really good analogy, you know, the goose egg from the chicken egg, because they're just completely yeah. different. So <laughs> yeah, I never had that mentality, Jamie. I never had that, like, just the comparing of things. I just, because it's, it's almost just like you're you're just going to get what you get. You know what I mean? It's not like, like I would, I I will never be like my brother. My brother will never be like me. I'll never be like any of my siblings and they'll never be like me. That's what makes everybody so different. We're all little unique snowflakes falling from the sky. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I've, I've had situations where I've compared myself to other people and like 
got down on myself because you think other people have it better, but then you got to get out of that mindset because you're like, well, you don't know what the whole story is, Stephen. Like, not everything's greener. What's it saying? The grass isn't always greener greener on the other (laughs) side. Yep. And that is the truth. Yeah. And that person could be looking at you and thinking, I wish my life was like theirs type of thing. I mean, you could even extend that to, to body shaming yourself. Oh, that girl or boy is so pretty or so hot. Like they have perfect hair and the perfect boobs and the perfect ass. And I'm over here with this and I'm fat. You know what I mean? Or they could be like, man, I'm too skinny. And that girl over there is curvy and beautiful or or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it just, it's all about perspective. Um, you just need to love yourself and try not to compare yourself or others to others. Everybody's their own fingerprint. Okay. Everybody's got their own fingerprint and they're all unique. Nobody's got the same one. It's the same thing. With you're like, you're like a walking wood block. <laughs> I'm a walking. <laughs> you walk in your house right now. You just have those things all over your I'm house. I'm just but... super wise. Okay. I'm a super wise woman at the very old age of 31. So um yeah what do you always call it when i say these things i I never can remember what you call it i can't i still can't remember what it what do you call it when i say these things the psas oh yeah the public service (laughs) announcement right (laughs) (laughs) apparently i'm notorious now for them yeah you do give them every episode but um i stopped comparing myself especially my body to other guys because now when i look at that type of culture especially on twitter Mm -hmm. it's like it, it's weird to me. I, I even said, like, I don't care how gay I am. I will never wear a fucking Speedo on the beach. I don't care how hot I am. I don't care, like, if it's, like, the thing to do. Because I don't just follow into what other, pe- other people do. Mm-hmm. I don't understand when I see a post with gay guys on the beach in, like, New Jersey in a Speedo. <laughs> I don't get it. Or... I'll never post a selfie at the um, at the gym saying like got leg day in on a Sunday, got my work in. Fuck that. No, you know what I'm doing on a Sunday? I'm like sleeping in. I'm like (laughs) eating pasta in my white (laughs) tighties. Yeah, like I'm eating in bed and like doing nothing. I'm not like there because those people care too much. Like I care about myself and my health and all and all that stuff. But like I do it on my own. Like I do it the way I want to do it. You don't do it for anybody else, and that's probably the difference. Yeah, you do it for you. And I look at myself and I go, yeah, I really could lose another like 20 pounds and maybe you'll feel more, more comfortable, but you know, I have to be happy with where I'm at, where I'm at because I'm still trying and working hard to get where I want to be. And it's not like I'm just sitting around doing nothing. Like at least I'm doing something. That's what I tell myself. At least you're not just like doing nothing, Steven, you know, stop putting, like I put so much pressure on myself sometimes and it like, it drives me nuts. And I go, Steven, calm the fuck down. Like it's not even worth it, but that's what happens with social media. You see all these perfect in quotes people, but they're not perfect. And social media is nothing but follow culture, especially TikTok. It drives me insane. Like, uh, all right. Anyway, let's go <laughs> into the show. So it's very relatable though. Now that we're going back to the show, but that is relatable. So hopefully everybody who's listening can relate to that too. Um, because you're not wrong. No, thank you. It just like, I love social media. I love being like somebody who can flick through my phone and just like be mindless for like an hour. But after a while you start noticing 
it's all the same stuff. And it's like, I'm not this like that. This is why my social media is filled with books. <laughs> <laughs> this is why mine's filled with all peanuts and Dawson's <laughs> Creek stuff. <laughs> and pictures of me and my nine-year-old niece. <laughs> That's my life right now. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. So, so yeah. we also, yeah. So Dawson tells Pacey that the only people gaining anything are the contestants because they get a $5,000 prize. And Pacey says, well, maybe I'll throw my hat in the ring and see what happens. And Dawson says, your God-given ability to relieve yourself standing up has rendered you ineligible. And this is when Pacey says, once again, sexual discrimination rears its ugly head. And then he kind of smiles and says, wouldn't that just piss my dad off? (laughs) (laughs) So now we're kind of like, well, he has a chance to be in a female beauty pageant as the first male and win a prize and then he can make his dad mad Mm -hmm. so now we're with jen and joey in the lunch line and we hear jen give joey a compliment and uh she tells her she's one of the most beautiful girls in school and joey just kind of rolls her eyes and jen says why do you always act like i'm trying to hit on you when i give you a compliment and joey says because it just makes me a little uncomfortable and she tells jen she she knows she's not pretty And Jen tells her she was petrified while dating Dawson because she was waiting for the day that he would take the blinders off and finally see Joey for who she is. And then she tells Joey that she should enter the pageant. (laughs) And then she says, are you on drugs? (laughs) And she says, Joey says she wouldn't degrade herself like that. She also had another line. I didn't write it down, but I, I remember her saying, she goes, when guys look at you, they think, wow, she's like really pretty. When guys look at me, they go, wow, she's really tall. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed at that. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, she's really tall. She is really tall. <laughs> she is, yeah. Um, she's taller than me. I stood next to her. She's very tall. <laughs> so yeah, Jen says the $5,000 prize is a pretty nice college nest egg. And we see Joey kind of like considering it. So now we're at the Capeside Yacht Club in Marina. And Jen is there with Joey to sign up for the pageant. And they're walking up the stairs, just like talking about, you know, she can't believe she's doing this. And we get to the sign up table and we see Pacey arguing with the woman who runs the the pageant. And um, he said it's unfair that she won't let him enroll. And her voice starts to trail off because she's arguing back with him. And we hear we hear her say, this is the Miss Windjammer pageant. If you have a tendency for cross-dressing and then it sort of just trails off. So the the blatant like uh, homophobia in this episode or transphobia in this episode mm-hmm. would never happen today unless it was like, I don't know, it was like a, a law and order or something. I don't know. I, I, I agree with you. And I, that was kind of like what I was trying to hint at earlier about it with this whole thing with Pacey. And it's because there's so this, this stigma surrounding surrounding this and Pacey just bulls right through it. You know what I mean? His confidence is staggering. He is not having any issues at all with it. And he's like, listen, I can be who I am and not feel, you know, insecure about this and, And he does. And it's just, I don't know how to really just describe it or explain it, but he kind of tries to break that, that stigma. You know what I mean? Even if he isn't uh, a trans or he's not, he's just Pacey. Yeah. 
do you, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but I just, I thought that was a really important key and throughout this t- entire episode because there's nothing wrong with it at all. No. And I don't think any of that is even on his brain. Cause he's not, no, not at all. That. It's just him wanting to win a prize and to like, maybe do something good for himself. Like maybe he could yeah. win a pageant that's for females only and, you know, break barriers in their tiny small town. And yeah, just the the fact that the woman said if you have a tendency for cross-dressing was such a like a gross thing to say. But yeah. it was so different back then. I mean, there's other things that are said in this episode that it kind of blew my mind because I don't even remember it. But I know yeah. back then when I watched it, it was probably just was like something that I was so used to hearing. And so that, we'll that's the to truth it. too. It's it's really uh interesting to be able to see how things were you know 25 years ago (laughs) yeah compared to how things are now um with sensitivities and um and 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 whatever so i think i think this is a really important episode though because pacey's just being himself right i mean i don't i don't judge do what you gotta do man be you yeah yeah we've talked about that before like i don't care none like i don't care about what you're doing as long as like you're not hurting yourself or anybody else and it doesn't affect my life. I don't mm-hmm. fucking care what you do. <laughs> yep. Basically, yeah. Um, but yeah, the cross-dressing line was kind of a, a slap in the face. I didn't even like, hear that. I'm not going to lie. I was so focused on Jen and um, and Joey. I, I recognized that Pacey was talking and trying to get signed up for this pageant, but I wasn't actually hearing the words that were happening. So I'm glad you brought that up. That was good. Yeah, it, it was real quick because it starts to trail off. But I always have the closed caption captioning on ah, so, you so call it. yeah and i said what did she really just say that that's so crazy um so now we see dawson and he is with joey and jen now and we see jen helping joey fill out the form and dawson's sort of like talking to jen about whatever like how they can't believe pacey's doing this and then he he says i see that you changed your mind and she says, no, I'm not. I'm just here as a coach. That, that's what she says. Yeah. And he says to coach who? And Jen just sort of nods over to Joey. And Dawson is like shocked. Like he can't this, believe it. This interaction bothered me with Dawson because yeah, Joey's too. clearly the one that's filling the form out. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's the one filling it out. She's not going to fill it out for Jen. They're not like besties. He should know better. Uh, it just, it really bothered me. And then his reaction to Joey wanting to do this it just i don't so cringy he's so cringy it's it's cringy i know and i know that we bust on dawson a lot (laughs) i know that but come on man i know (laughs) it's it's so hard to watch him sometimes it really is i don't remember ever really noticing these things that much the first time i watched the show i don't know if it's because i'm paying closer attention now or because we love joey so much um (laughs) Or because I'm just a Pacey Joey shipper, but I just, the things that he does and he says, I just, sometimes I'm just, I don't know, I want to smack somebody. <laughs> yeah, it's just bizarre to me how he treats her and talks to her. And Joey like, has her moments too, because she just, 
but she also doesn't take his bullshit either no and i love that about her i love that she can she could do that and she could just turn around and be like really i don't know what what she sees in him like as a romantic interest i just don't get it i mean i was rooting for them i'm like as i'm watching the show as i watched this last night like towards the end i was still rooting for them but at the same time, I go, what does she see in him? He's such a douchebag. Maybe. So if we put ourselves in Joey's shoes, we've got a girl who lives with her sister, uh, whose mom passed away and her father is in prison. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have many friends. She only really has Dawson, right? Dawson's her best friend. Right. I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I also had mostly male friends and there have been crushes. No. Right. So, I mean, there have been, um, I mean, I've crushed on, on male friends before in the past. Granted, I was younger. I wasn't in high school, but it, it's something that happens in this case. It's pretty much Joey really only has Dawson. She's no, got but, got Jen, but, but were you the guys that you were like having crushes on? Were they guys that you grew up with from the time you were younger till you were in high school? Uh, those, those friendships ended when I moved away for high school. We went to different schools and stuff. So high school, no. So this is uh, this is like a little different, I think, because she even says at the end, you had a whole lifetime to process your feelings for me. Like now suddenly you see me differently and this is how you feel. It doesn't seem right. But um, well, I don't yeah. know. I just I I think she just maybe she just looks at him differently than she sees him differently than how other people see him, how the audience sees him. <laughs> well, she knows him better than we do. That's for sure. Um, I'm sure but- in in my own histories things might may have could have possibly been different if if you know school circumstances and, and moving didn't change but who knows and i'm not gonna dwell on it i don't really care <laughs> but yeah. i moved on from that mess but um there was a point that i was making and it, it's eluding my brain it's just a very i just think that they that she just has this idea of him and even though he does these like things and says these things i think she just knows how to overlook it maybe maybe so with dawson and joey i think i think you're you're definitely onto something with them knowing each other for so long you know what i mean joey knows him better than anybody so she probably sees him differently the fact that she doesn't see him as a sibling or another brother the way he sees her and has actually gets he even says that later yeah in this episode is is interesting but i also get it you know what i mean joey i mean dawson's the only girl the only <laughs> 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 um i'm losing my brain cells right now I can make that <laughs> all right so then we see that dawson sort of looks over at joey and like kind of is shocked that she would try, like be in the pageant <laughs> and um jen jen walks away and says she's gonna go see what pacey's doing because she wants to see him make a fool of himself and um dawson says to joey oh very funny joey potter entering a beauty pageant this is classic and he literally laughs at her yeah he's such, he's such a jerk and then joey says oh i see i'm such a barking car chaser <laughs> <laughs> oh i mean see. i'm a barking car chaser i never I, even heard that before i didn't either it's so phrase. funny <laughs> she says oh i see i'm such a barking car chaser that a d student with a julius caesar haircut has a better shot than me thanks a lot and he tells her he's not trying to mock her but why didn't she just tell him 
And she says, because I knew you'd do this. And trust me, nobody's laughing harder than me. But the opportunity to win $5,000 takes precedence over everything. Like money takes precedence, precedence <laughs> over everything. <laughs> so she says, I'm glad, I'm so glad that my pathetic life is so amusing to you. And he says, come on, Joey, I'd never laugh at you. And she turns around and she goes, you just did Dawson. You just yeah. fucking did Dawson. You just laughed. I, I really like that she just turned around. I mean, she doesn't take his shit and I love it. Yeah, I like that scene too. I liked it a lot. I'm glad that she kind of pointed that out to him because I don't even think he realized he did it. No, because he still has this like, like you said earlier, this like brother-sister relationship with her where they can say whatever they want without hurting feelings. And now that she's doing something to be serious and she knows it's against everything she believes in, she doesn't need to be like, you know, made fun of or mocked. Just be supportive. Right. Just be like, look at it differently. They support their friends and siblings. So, well, I should hope so. Yeah, you would hope so, right? Mm-hmm. But but you just but like look at the situation. Like he knows that she doesn't have like the best home life, or you know she yeah, doesn't she's have like shit. she's she doesn't have her parents. She's got her sister. Her sister isn't married. They live in a trailer or shack. We like to call it a shack. Apparently, it's a trailer, but it doesn't look like any trailer. It's I've not known. a trailer. That she um, wasn't right. She didn't know what she was talking about. <laughs> um. You know, they've got, I mean, I'm super proud of Bessie, though, because she's got her own restaurant, right? Her own, they've got the ice house. You know what I mean? So she's not doing too bad, even though she's got all of these other things that's happening. But, you know, Joey's home life isn't all cupcakes and rainbows. Neither is Pacey's. No. On the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Do you think later in life, they're like, remember when we both tried out for that pageant? (laughs) Remember when we both competed in that Windjammer pageant? fantastic and i came in second but no they she could use the money and you know it would help her so like shut the fuck up dawson not everybody's mom is a news anchor on the local news station and you know has whatever they want yeah like so i understand where she was getting frustrated i agree like i've had enough go fuck yourself dawson (laughs) so now we are at the pageant orientation and we see this girl walk in her name is Hannah Van Wenning, and she's played by actress named Lori Rom. And I have a fun fact about this actress, if you want to hear it. Yeah, it's a fun fact. So she played the original Phoebe in Charmed in the very first pilot that they filmed until they reshot it and cast Alyssa Milano. Oh, I guess they didn't like her as Phoebe. I think I have it somewhere in my in my closet. It's on VHS. Really? Yeah, I used to have all these unaired pilots before like the new shows came out. I would do like a lot of tape trading with Dawson's Creek stuff. I look, I did this um, competition in New York. This like acting competition called um, IMTA because it was like where uh... <laughs> I don't even want to get into it. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Don't be embarrassed. Because it sounds so stupid. It's cool. So it's something that's uniquely for you. So the acting place I I went to was uh, like near me. It's like where I live. And um, I was like 19 trying to get into all this. And I went to this acting slash modeling school and they would enter their, their actors and models into a competition um, called IMTA, where you would go to New York or you would go to LA. And it was like this big casting thing. Like for a whole week, you tried out 
and did monologues if you're an actor or in commercial reading. And if you were a model, you could do, you know, runway and you could sing and dance. Just show off yourself basically to casting agents from like the tri-state area, I guess. I don't know. But, awesome. but um, ugh. anyway, I remember I went to the New York one and uh, it was me and my mom and my one friend at the time. And apparently I had two casting people interested in me and like everything fell through. It was such a waste of money. I'm glad I did it. Cause like, I know what it's like now, but Katie Holmes apparently got discovered at this thing. She went to this when she lived in her like hometown or whatever. She went to the New York one and the guy who's on the show later, remember I mentioned that he like went to the same acting thing. He went to yeah. it and he, so, but it's just, it's so funny. There's a lot of actors that were found at this place. Doing these things. And that's really cool though. And honestly, commend yourself. I know you, you seem a little bit embarrassed talking about it, but honestly, you went for your dreams. So I know. Jamie, I appreciate that. <laughs> it's just when I think about it now, it makes me just cringe a little bit because I didn't, I wish I knew now. I know. I wish I knew then what I knew now. Is that the saying? Yeah. Because I would have done it so differently. I would have had, I like, I had no confidence. I was so scared. I, my, my skin was starting to like break out. I went at the yes. wrong time yeah. possible and I should have waited, but I was so eager. And I just, it was like, my brain was focused on doing this. And my mom was like, you know, we can do it. Like it's, we can do it if you want. And I just said, okay, but I made money. Like I earned money to go by selling Dawson's Creek interviews and um, Buffy interviews, Scream, all this stuff that was happening at that time in pop culture, you know, that era. I was taping things and I would sell interviews of the cast and dub them. Like my sister always talks about it now. She's like, every time I'd go in my room and watch TV, you'd have your fucking tapes dubbing. And I couldn't watch anything. (laughs) I had like a whole setup. It was great. And now like VHS <laughs> is obsolete. You can find everything on fucking YouTube now, but it was great. I would get money doing all this stuff. It was probably illegal if you think about it, but <laughs> I was just making money and it was great. I liked it. Probably, it was probably illegal. <laughs> but people would That's like- called pirating guys. We don't do that. <laughs> oh yeah, technically it is. But it was on like, it was on like, uh, like entertainment channels and stuff. So like I would tape, their appearance on like Jay Leno or like a special they did on like extra that weekend. And I would have it all compiled and I would just sit and let the whole thing dub. And then I'd send them the tape. But the more you dubbed, like if you kept dubbing, it would just get like garbage. So I have like, I still have the originals. I don't even know if they work, but um, I wonder if I tried to dub it now, how bad it would be. (laughs) But that's how I got these on there. I would get these honored pilots and I actually had the honored Dawson's Creek pilot with a different Mitch. And um, yeah, it's a different actor. And I would watch them before they would air. And then like, Oh, this new show called charmed is coming on. And I thought like, um, like I'd, st- I'd start seeing the ads with Alyssa Milano. I'd be like, Oh, what happened to the other actress, Lori Rom, <laughs> who was on Dawson's Creek. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was such a weird time like back then. Cause it was, it's like a fun hobby that I had and I was making a lot of money doing it. It was crazy. I don't, I don't think I had any fun hobbies like that at that age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> <"Nope."> <laughs> I was making money hand over fist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
right, back to the show. So uh, we meet Hannah Van Wenning, and she has a back and forth with Pacey. Sorry. Because of course. <laughs> yeah. So Pacey's like sitting in the front, um, listening to the orientation. The woman running it says to read the handbook. It's going to be changed after this seat this year, I guess, so that no man can enter the contest. That would yeah. not happen now. Trust me. And uh, Hannah sits behind him and she says, you're the guy entering the pageant. I never thought of you as a pre-op transsexual. But now that I think about it, evening gowns, high heels. That's another transphobic comment um just because you're a man entering a female beauty pageant does not mean you're a transsexual and i don't i don't even think transsexual is the right term anymore i'm not even sure but i'm not sure but she's just a bitch and i hate how she talks she talks like she's so perfect that was that's i think that was the point though this this actress really played her part very well (laughs) yeah i've I've known I've known people in high school that were like, oh my God, like, you're never going to believe this. I went to the mall and like, you'll never believe who I ran into. And I just wanted to blow my fucking brains out because I can't. I, can't. I have, oh, I totally understand. I don't even want <laughs> like, to, I don't even want to get into No, we don't want to get right into now, But I don't understand sound. how they develop these, 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 how people develop their speech patterns. Like we're all from the same area. We should be pronouncing the words probably the same way. But then we start talking like this and it's like, oh my God, somebody watched Clueless way too many times. No, there's an, there's another speech pattern that I've noticed, especially on TikTok and in other podcasts that I listen to. And I have to hear it real quick and then I can do it. So we're not offending people by talking about. <laughs> no, it's, no it's, I don't think it's offensive. It's annoying. <laughs> we never First know these all, days. <laughs> it's, I no because it, it's fresh it's frustrating because it's frustrating because it's fake it's not it's, it's fake. not a real conversation it's put on not, exactly yeah, yeah it's fake and that's that's what it is because you start because like one person starts hearing somebody talk a certain way and then they they tried to copy that and then it just turns into this whole thing where it's just not so, real all right but on on the defense side because now i'm going to flip the script um I have You're the one who brought it up. <laughs> I know, but I'm flipping the script because this is what I do. I've gone to Minnesota, and when you move from like the East Coast to the West Coast to the Midwest, whatever, uh, you know, certain vowels and sounds change, and not on purpose. But I was there for a week. I actually started pronouncing things differently. Dialect. Yeah, that my my it wasn't fake. It just started happening. Um, And I started saying things a little differently than normal. And then I came home and spoke that way for a couple of days. And then my normal accent came back, I guess, because we all have accents. (laughs) Um, All right. uh, I'm not going to fault you on that, Jamie, (laughs) because you're full on admitting it and you're still not speaking like that. So, well, I'm just saying there's, you know, a difference between being around something more natural and then just being like, "Oh, oh my God, Becky, look at her butt. (laughs) <laughs> wait i still want to try to do the way that uh how i how i hear people talking now they're like oh i'm ready so hold on, I'll, I'll try to read what i wrote here i'll try to figure it out they go <laughs> they have a back and forth she says you're the guy entering the pageant i never thought of you as a pre-op transsexual but now that i think about it evening gowns high heels it's sort of like a sing-songy type of thing. Oh, like an up and down. Yeah, it cadence. is so annoying. Yeah. 
And I go, why do people talk like that? I don't understand it. I like it. Like they're it, trying to make a point with every sentence. Yes. Doing, but then you need to understand that I'm mansplaining this to you and you're just not yeah, listening. That's exactly, that's exactly it. The I other thing that drives me fucking crazy is when people end sentences with, um, they go, I don't know. Does that, does that make any sense? I don't know. Does that make sense to you? Does that make sense? And we both said it on we here because I listen. I listen back to it, but, but I don't think because we're saying I don't think it. The words coming out of my mouth make sense. That was the only reason why I say that because no, like, am I getting this correctly? I don't. We're even not, know. but we're not intentionally saying it. There's a there's so many things that I listen to or I hear people talk and they fucking say that 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 line at the end of everything they're saying, and I go, no, I, go, I, I don't know if people? it makes sense. Can I don't I understand your people? point. Let me defend them real quick. Who hurt you? Okay. That you have to question everything that you're saying. Who hurt you? Okay. Cause that's what's happening here. That, that is, that is an, a knee jerk reaction to make sure that they're not offending anybody. Who hurt you? I'm defending you right now. Okay. That makes sense. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Am I making sense right now? Who hurt you? Okay. Oh, Who hurt true. you? It's so true. Yeah. I can't, I can't stand that. And then the third thing I'll say is vocal fry. I listened to a podcast yesterday and the guest they had on, I had, I had to turn it off halfway through because she was talking like this the whole time. And you could tell that it was so put on and fake. Oh, And I, and I just just like, what the fuck is wrong with this girl's voice? (laughs) Because there are times, there are moments where her normal voice came through, and I said, "Why is she putting it on?" Because they're comedians and they think it's funny. But I was like, "Wow, she's really putting this act on for all. She's got to do this for the rest of her life. (laughs) It's going to hurt her voice." I hope our listeners really appreciate how authentic and organic we are. Because I can't help it. Look, (laughs) I I can't help it, Jamie. I'm not like I'm not a fake person. No, I'm not like, and I'm not going to like lie to you. If you started, Jamie, if you started doing that with your voice, I'd fucking tell you and be like, please stop. <laughs> Bad chance in hell. I'm just saying. I can't I do, <laughs> I can't do this podcast with you anymore. If you're going to sing song, everything to me. <laughs> don't you love my voice when I sing? I don't know. I'm done. Okay. We're moving All on. Right, now. Let's move on. <laughs> Anyway, so he is sure Pacey assures Hannah that his sexuality is very much intact and he's not the one taking group showers at an all girls school. But given the opportunity, <laughs> I thought that was funny. Oh, <laughs> he was really like, funny because he was like, I'm, I'm not doing that, but I don't think uh, might if I that could. could be a good idea. <laughs> so we see oh, Jen baby. back at uh, her house teaching Joey how to walk in heels. She's got the book on her head the whole thing the entire and, time this is happening i was just thinking to myself don't worry joey i can't walk in heels either <laughs> i can't even walk straight up <laughs> <laughs> me either you want to see something watch me walk into a wall <laughs> i have no grace no balance at all Jamie, okay i fall upstairs are you kidding me me too like you know one time i'm not all right i'll tell you guys this because it's fucking hysterical now but it was my freshman year of high school and uh in the beginning of my high school so we had one locker all four years i'm gonna try to get this out real quick. Did I? 
one locker all four years. My first two years, my locker was on the opposite side of my high school and my high mm-hmm. school was not small. Um, oh, I was God. a big high school. So I probably only went to my locker like twice, maybe three times a day, the morning, lunchtime, and then when I was getting ready to leave. It was the only time I could make I feel it. I like you home. told me this. I might have, but I don't think I told them that. So um, <laughs> it was, I don't even know. I was going to math class on the third floor and mm-hmm. I was between the second and third floor steps. And my, I have really crappy knees that my knees have, have given out on me before. It, there's a whole other thing that I probably could it'd be funny to tell you guys, but for time, I'm going to move on. Uh, my knee gave out while I was walking up the steps and my backpack was filled <gasps> with like, pretty much all of my books oh for the day. <laughs> I got pinned to the steps walking up. I could not <laughs> with move. all your books. With all my book bag pinned me to the steps. Oh okay, and people are literally walking around me to get to class. Nobody tried to help you? Nobody tried to help me. I literally was pinned. Oh my <laughs> and I couldn't God. do anything until the stairway cleared and then I could kind of like roll. <laughs> Jamie, that's <laughs> so sad. It was really sad. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's funny now. It sucked then. Um, but oh, I'm sure it was probably devastating. Yeah. So I'm just saying. Okay, you guys think you have some embarrassing shit? I got some embarrassing shit too. Hmm. That's not. Even, it doesn't even sound like it was embarrassing. It sounds like just horrible. <laughs> you want to hear embarrassing? I was running through the hallway in middle school. Guys, don't do this. Uh, my knee gave out. In middle but school? In middle school, my knee gave out while I was running. I was trying. I don't know where I was going, and um, I fell. I was laughing so hard. My eyes were closed and like, I'm, I don't know. I was just, I was on the ground laughing. I thought it was hysterical. Like there was oh. nobody in the hallway. So I was like, oh, I'm fine. This is great. I fell on my ass because my knees suck. And uh, <laughs> I, I finally could breathe. I finally slowed down enough to breathe. And I opened my eyes. And you ever watch like a Knight's Tale? And at the end, when uh, they knock the guy off the jousting, like they're jousting, they knock him off the horse and he wakes up and like, there's just a crowd of people you know, mm-hmm. looking down at him. That's what I opened my eyes to. Oh. Literally had a ring of people standing over me, looking down at me. They thought I was having a seizure. Oh my God. And you were just cracking up. <laughs> I was just laughing. I was laughing so hard that I couldn't, I, I couldn't do anything else. Like I thought it was funny. And they're like, are you okay? And were I'm you like, like oh, fine, fine. someone help me up? <laughs> right. So Jen is trying to teach Joey how to walk in heels. And mm-hmm. she says, why are you doing this, Jen? And she says, well, poise and grace are a big part of the competition. And she's like, no, like, what do you, what do you get out of this? And she says that she didn't have a lot of girlfriends or a lot of close girlfriends when she lived in New York. And um, she has the feeling that Joey hasn't had many girlfriends either. So it's like her way of just bonding. them bonding. Yeah. They're bonding. And Joey tells her that she should hang out with Pep Squad <laughs> uh, because she says being friends with her won't get her get her anywhere on the social Richter scales. Jen tells her that they're all airheads anyway, and she gets Joey back on her feet to practice walking. And she says she needs to help her work on her self-esteem as well. So next door at the Leary household is Pacey giving Mitch and Dawson a performance of New York, New York, which I know I have on a CD somewhere. (laughs) I loved it. I was so happy when that came on because I totally forgot about Pacey singing. And I was like, oh, my God, he's stuck in New York. He's like, I'm leaving today. (laughs) He wasn't half bad, though, honestly. No, he wasn't bad. 
he wasn't bad at all he was a little (laughs) off but it was well and mitch is like do you have uh any Any other other talent (laughs) (laughs) and dawson's like we'll figure out the talent portion later what's important is that just by doing this it's going to give you like national coverage and cnn might even report this yeah and mitch tells him that he's going to become a social justice warrior by being a male in a female beauty pageant like first (laughs) time ever doing this and that was the point we were talking about a little bit earlier with him you know doing something like this and and pacey's just like i'm not doing this for that i'm just doing this because i want to win for the cash yeah (laughs) he's like i just wanted the extra cash yeah i don't i don't want to be this idol or you know sensation trying to make changes he's like i just i just want to win yeah (laughs) yeah but i guess whatever comes with that is also good of course yeah so now we see joey with jen and they're they're like looking out the window at dawson's house and joey (laughs) joey asks jen (laughs) joey asks jen what's going on between her and dawson and she says they're just trying to figure it out right now you know they're just taking their time because it's not like he's going anywhere and she jen then asks joey what about her and dawson and joey says that dawson will never see her as anything more than the gawky girl from down the creek with the band-aid on one knee and her braid falling out it's just the way it is jen says well what's that saying there's plenty of fish in the sea right (laughs) that sort of ended their scene i was like but you're trying to tell her like jen's trying to tell her that you know, from what I'm understanding, Jen's trying to get Joey to get with Dawson to like, right? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I didn't really get that vibe. I don't really. She's I always pushing it on her though. I, I, what about I you and Dawson? I think, I don't know if she's trying to push it on her or she's just trying to test the waters to see where their stand is, where she oh, stands man. with Dawson, where Joey stands with Dawson. And then the whole, well, if it doesn't work out, I mean, there's plenty of other fish in the sea, AKA look elsewhere, you know? Um, I, I think they're just kind of testing the waters. I don't think she's necessarily pushing them towards each other. I think it's just her trying to figure out where everybody is. That's accurate. I would say, I didn't even think of it that, that way. So now Dawson asks Pacey if he's talked to Joey. They're back. We're back at the Leary house. It's going like back and forth from the houses. Yeah. And so they're sitting in front of the fireplace and Dawson asks Pacey if he's talked to Joey. And Dawson tells Pacey that he misses her. And Pacey says, finally, a moment of truth. Well, even before that, right? So I like this because it's the first time that they've actually acknowledged the whole kiss fest, right? Or not kiss fest, but you know dawson asked pacey have you talked to joe and he's like honestly i haven't really talked to her since i kissed oh, her oh our naked kiss sesh or something yeah like that. that's he says something along those lines and i got oh, really right. excited because it's the first time they've actually acknowledged that that happened uh since that episode um yeah i didn't write that down how rude <laughs> that's another that's another throwback that they had or continuity mm-hmm. that they had with pacey's stories <laughs> Story yep life. so we got to kind of see a little bit a little bit of that you know history pop up for just a second and then now it's like oh now the truth 
you know, a little honesty comes out and then into what you were saying. Yeah. He, so Dawson just says, you know, I, I know that you're trying to like keep going on with this whole thing that there's something going on between me and Joey, but I don't look at her as anything more than a sister. And it would be like a little incestuous if we were to like get together. And Pacey says, so you don't want to be with her, but nobody else can be with her either. And we just cut the Dawson um, just being like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. He's confused. I mean, I feel like Pacey really hit the nail on the head there. Because if we go back to that episode, the double date episode. um, It's the same thing. He, he he did it then too, where he's like, you know, I'm, I'm not interested. No, I'm totally fine. And then no, no, wait, Pacey, I'm not fine. I don't want that to happen. And then no, no. Yeah. Okay. Fine. You know what I mean? It's like, he can't figure it out. He can't decide. And then it is like that. He's like, I, I don't want her, but I don't want you with her. I don't want you with her. I don't want anybody with her. So it's like the whole, it's you have your cake and you eat it too thing. Again, yeah, very selfish. <laughs> ah, damn teenage boys and their selfishness. So now we're back at the pageant where all the girls are doing their like talents and they're all practicing. And Dawson's there with the news crew giving um, interviews with the contestants. And um, so this is when he asks the first girl, <laughs> he says, tell us something about yourself. And she says uh, she like to study early education or help with children with special needs. That means when they're crippled or, and she says the R word. Yeah. <laughs> I had to pause for a second. There. I'm like, wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I remember people used to throw the R word around still a do. lot back then. Yeah. But I don't hear it quite as much. I, I used to hear it all the time. Everything was the R word. Like, uh, like it, it wasn't even in relation to anybody who might be mentally handicapped. It was like, oh, you're stupid. And not even like you're stupid, like you're mentally stupid. It was just yeah. like, you're, I mean, was, I don't say it you did. Yeah. all the time. And it's, you can't say it anymore. It's, it's no. terrible. Yeah. I'm not, that, it's not terrible that you can't say it anymore. It's terrible that it was something it was used only, the way that it was yeah. yeah it's like saying saying you're so gay when mm. you mean to say like you're so dumb and i said that too like you just would these are like the terms that we grew up saying like the slang that it, it, yeah it's, it's, just, it's not acceptable anymore the, the slang of the decade and then what's really funny that you brought up the whole you're so gay thing is because the original definition for gay has nothing to do with uh you know your sexual orientation at all like i don't even know how that word even got brought into the meaning that it means now because i think technically it's like an urban dictionary definition that we use um really yeah i'm pretty yeah because gay originally means like happy well yeah i knew that yeah so like it's just it's just really interesting to see how words have changed through the years you know what i mean but it is what it is um yeah so the girl uses the r word and then she says or maybe i'll become an actress or a model because people tell me i'm pretty (laughs) she's so dumb (laughs) um then joey and jen walk in and joey sees that they're giving interviews and she starts to get all nervous and um jen's just like it's part of the whole pageant like it's just for them to figure out like find out who you are and we see a girl named roberta crump sit down and she's being interviewed and she says she's a senior at Cape Side. She just got into Juilliard, but she's taking a year off to uh, join the Peace Corps. 
And then we cut to Pacey and Hannah. They're being mean to one another. He's doing like his magic trick. And she asks him if he really thinks he can win this whole thing. And he says, if he can take even one vote away from Hannah to make her feel like a loser, then this is all worth it in the end. (laughs) So Joey sits down to be interviewed. And Dawson asks her if she could commit one act of violence without consequence, what would it be? And Joey says, I'd rob a bank so I wouldn't have to be here, which I thought was funny. I think it's funny. Yeah. And he's like, come on, Joey, take it seriously. Like, come on, Joey. (laughs) (laughs) God, can't you just get with the program? What's your sitch? Like, stop being funny. So anymore. What's your sitch? What is this? Kim Possible? What's your sitch? That's from something else, too. I think it's like, it's, it's, I don't know. It's a nineties thing, I guess, you know? So then Dawson asks her what's something she'd like to teach her children. And she says she'd want to teach them to treat others the way they'd want to be treated. It's pretty simple, but applies to pretty much everything. And then he says, where does she see herself in five years? And she starts saying all these like crazy ideas, like on a romantic trek in antarctica or something like yeah she she could be on a cruise she could be on a dig site somewhere in another country i think the point of what she was trying to get at is she doesn't know yeah exactly i don't know i don't have a five-year plan yeah she's like she's like i just i'm trying to get into college (laughs) like no i'm just trying to get through this beauty pageant (laughs) that's such a hard question to like answer at that age i don't even think i knew what i wanted to do i probably always said teacher or something you know that in that to that effect because i I do like to to help people and bestow upon them uh, things that i am very knowledgeable in you know so that they understand it too so teaching was something that was really big goal of mine back back then now i'm like "Eh, yeah well you are a good teacher like working with you you were always good at helping and showing people how to do things that's why i always like went to you and i was confused <laughs> and you would always help <laughs> anytime anytime you know <laughs> you're like you know who will help me jamie because one <laughs> she doesn't say no <laughs> i don't i really don't and like, two, help. okay i'll get up right now let's go let's yeah. help you <laughs> And two, she knows what she's talking about. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So then Dawson says, I didn't know that you meant halfway around the world. Like when you said you wanted to get away, I thought you meant going to Boston for college. And she just says, well, isn't that the point? And he says, well, won't you miss your family or your friends? And she says, of course. But she says people change and people die and they move on. It's just inevitable. And nothing ever stays the same. And she just looks at him. Like, letting him know, like, nothing ever stays the same, Dawson. Like, people grow up and move and do all these things. And, you know, life just keeps happening. That type of thing. Which is true. It is very true. Because I think Dawson, it's it's really interesting. And I say that a lot, I know. But he he's so focused on like his movies and the progression of how things go from one end of the movie to the next and how they get there. But it's like he doesn't really take that into account in his own life. He just thinks that everybody's going to I think that's the point that Joey's trying to make is he doesn't realize that people change people grow up they leave they they move on i mean how many of us are still talking to our friends from elementary school how many of us are talking to our friends from high school how many of us are talking to our friends from college i mean i'm not talking about oh yeah we're friends on facebook i mean like actual communication like do you see each other do you call each other do you still text each other or whatever if you 
were like me and didn't actually text until after high school. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know what I mean? Like, and life happens. They get in the way. You go to different places. You grow. You make new friends. You get. You start families, and people move on. They they either grow with or apart, and that's just the way that it is. Yeah, but I think it's something that Joey is aware of. Um, it's just not something that I think's really clicked into Dawson's mind yet. They're always telling him that he lives in this fantasy world, and you know he just wants to live in this like movie universe in his head and he doesn't want to face reality it's that type of thing and where joey is more like she's dealt with so much in her life that she knows what reality is and she right. knows that life sucks sometimes and she's just trying to get through it where he's just like oh i get yeah. to be a news reporter for my mom's news station you know he hasn't had to go through any of those like harder situations where some of you know the other characters have you know joey's been through a lot at 15 you know Mm -hmm. what i mean between the passing of close family members the judgment she gets just for being who she is who her father is who her sister is um you know she gets a sometimes she i'm sure she gets like she gets a rap and uh he hasn't had to deal with any of that stuff so yeah yeah he's dealing with everybody's experiences are unique to their situations and when they have those experiences then from those experiences they gain wisdom you know what i mean so my take on one thing could be different than a take from somebody else because nobody's experiences are the same yeah exactly um all right so now we are at the pageant the actual night of the pageant um and we see Joey in the back and she's getting all glammed up with Jen. And she says she, she thinks she looks like an idiot. <laughs> and Jen tells, she actually looks so pretty. She doesn't look like an idiot at all. She has those she big rollers in her hair and all that makeup on. She looks so pretty. I think it was the rollers that probably threw her off because I feel like an <laughs> idiot when I had them on too. So. <laughs> so Jen tells her to put Vaseline on her teeth to keep her lips from sticking when she smiles. And she goes, I have to smile. You never said anything about smiling. Cause you know, she always has that like post on her face. She's always like, just ma- like mean looking all the time. She's got the resting bitch face. Yeah. Own that shit, man. Own it. <laughs> so we see Dawson open up this storage, going into the storage closet. And we see Pacey getting dressed in his tux, his evening, his evening wear, if you will. And uh, he tells Dawson, if you make one joke about coming out of the closet and Dawson just starts laughing and says, it's too obvious. Hmm. And that I thought was funny. I mean, it was an obvious joke. I mean, I say that stuff still all the time. (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) Such a dumb joke. Uh, Um, I wonder where that like originated from. Not to like the coming out of the closet thing. Yeah. Like where did that originate from? I don't even hate that term. Do you guys, anybody know where that term came from? We're not going to Google it, but (laughs) no, we're not going to Google it. But I, I always thought that term was so like weird. I just would say when I came out. Yeah. When I came out, came out, out. gonna let it show. That's what I thought that song was about, but apparently it's not. I don't know what it's about, but it's, it's catchy. Not, I don't think it's about <laughs> that, but yeah, I like that song too. So PCS Dawson, if he's, if he thinks he's a tool for doing this and that's when Dawson says, I think you have testicles of steel. Yeah, he does. Oh, you know what I think it, it, it's coming from? I'm trying to remember the lyrics now, right? There's a new me coming out and I just want to live. Right. So uh, maybe she's getting over 
like a relationship or something and she's mm-hmm. starting over i think that's what it is this is the yeah. new me bam and that face. makes sense yeah because there i um, doubt there would be like a gay anthem with this wasn't it Donna summer uh maybe but <laughs> you're asking me wait steven i know <laughs> i know steven doesn't know something about pop culture <laughs> jamie definitely is not gonna know i just know the words to the songs okay um Hold I on, mean, I'm it could be it an anthem. I mean, why not? <laughs> oh, it's Diana Ross. My bad. Diana Ross. All right. Who did I say? Summers. Oh, Donna Summers. Yeah. Because she was always singing like um, disco stuff. She was like a disco queen. Yeah, it's Diana Ross. I should have known that. Does Steven. <laughs> Sorry. All right, where am I, I didn't know that. <laughs> So this is when Dawson gives Pacey the Vaseline and says, here, my mom told you to put this on your teeth. And he's like, for what? And Dawson goes, I have no fucking clue, Pacey. <laughs> Just <I> do mean, it. <laughs> so when this was happening, it's it's really funny. So this one, I never knew about the whole put put the Vaseline on your teeth to prevent your lips from getting stuck or whatever when you go to smile. I and never knew that either. No, but it, it's it's a cool little tidbit, but it's just, it reminded me of Miss Congeniality when she's getting ready and the one guy that's helping her or whatever has the can of hairspray and shaves it or sprays it between her legs. And she's like, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. You know, because it, pre- it prevents it from riding up. <laughs> Talking about the bathing suit and, you know, nobody I want to watch that. Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> I used to watch it maybe all the time. Yeah, I love Miss Congeniality. Um, the first one was the best, hands down. Yeah. Um, it's that sa- it's that saying too. What's your favorite date? Oh, uh, yeah, your ideal. What's your ideal first date or something or or something like that? Yeah, I don't know. Like uh, April twenty third or something. I loved her. She's such an not too hot not and too not cold. too cold. And all you need is a light jacket. <laughs> <laughs> great um I like that. But the, the whole thing with that just kind of because i learned something with with this episode i learned something with miss congeniality on the tricks on what to do in a beauty pageant that i will never ever <laughs> be in but <laughs> i mean if i had a friend who was joining a beauty beauty pageant i'd have all these random tips let's you know? join one together let's do it um, i'll oh. be the joey and you be the pacey <laughs> You know what else too? It's really funny. Uh, burlesque. If you're familiar with burlesque, oh yeah. Um, so Christina takes a can of hairspray that the girl's having a hard time getting the lid off of, and she literally takes it in her hands, like taps it on the table, and then it pops right off because it re- like re- releases air or something like the pressure from the right, air. Yeah. I'm like, now I know how to open, you know, aerosol cans that I can't open. <laughs> Wait, and the other one there. is hemorrhoid cream helps with puffiness or something, right? Yeah. Oh, what's the one? Was it not an, not another Greek wedding? My big fat Greek wedding with the lice, not the Lysol. Yeah, no, it was um, Windex on pimples. Oh, oh, I never heard that. No. Oh, uh, yeah. So apparently Windex are, and also toothpaste, I guess you could put toothpaste on pimples and it dries it out. I don't know. I used to hear um, like baby pee. If you just got their diaper and just patted it on your face. That's disgusting. Don't do that. No. I've heard. No, I've heard. I mean, I've heard it. I would never do that. I'm just saying. Oh, weird. Oh. Anyway. I've wait, never so. put somebody's urine on my face, okay? It's one thing. If a I'm baby. A desert, it's one thing if I'm in a desert and I have nothing to drink but my own pee, which, by the way, you can do. Um, that's one thing. But I would never be rubbing that on my face. Just Some people are into that type of thing, Jamie. Like, don't put it down. More power don't put to it down. you. More power to you. Um, so now we are on to the full 
pageant with the evening wear. They're showing their evening wear and they're like some of these evening wears. I'm not even like Joey's dress. She's beautiful. That is an, yeah. an evening gown. Some of these other girls are wearing straight up prom dresses. Yeah, they're and they're all rhinestoned out, bedazzled out. It's crazy. Like I was blind watching them. Like if this the sun or the light hit them right just right, I'm like, I couldn't see. You the one I mean? girl who said the terrible thing about helping people, mm-hmm. her dress looked like something that Dolly Parton wore in like the early 80s. <laughs> that's what okay. she was poofy pads. And yeah, like- <laughs> that's what she reminded me of. We already know how I feel about shoulder pads, right? So we had that conversation. We know Jamie does not like shoulder pads. And that includes on dresses. I don't care what decade you're in. The answer is no. (laughs) That's so funny because I was watching The Real Housewives of Potomac and the one housewife on there, Wendy, she was like telling the other housewife, Mia, she's like, and don't touch me. And she's like, I was just touching your shoulder pad. And she's like, don't touch my shoulder pad. (laughs) And I thought of you. (laughs) and then i'm listening to the episode back that because it's uh, it comes out this thursday well this is it'll be out before this um and you're talking about the shoulder pads and how your mom made you wear this shirt with the shoulder pads and you were getting so annoyed with them being off center and all i could picture i was cracking up sitting in my kitchen listening to this because all i pictured was just like one was like down here and the other one was like (laughs) And you're and you're or like, like all look day old. trying so to like, like, fix them. So like <laughs> like the shoulder pads, they have like it's like like a I don't like a triangle, I guess. You know, one would go off one side and one would go on the other side, like the front of your shoulder and the back of your shoulder. And if you were moving or whatever, you weren't whatever, like they would both end up on one side, and you'd have to like stick your hand in your shirt and fix it and so that they were so complicated it is complicated listen shoulder pads are never a good idea they weren't good in the 80s they weren't good in the 90s they're just not good okay just no so weird bring back corsets if that's what you want to do corsets give me a bodice okay but do not give me shoulder pads all right i'm just kidding jamie is (laughs) a big ghostbuster sign on the shoulder pads (laughs) a big no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, don't bring back corsets. Well, maybe bring them. I don't know. I can't decide. I mean, throw away the bras. <laughs> I don't even know what a corset is. What is it? What? So, all right, let's go back like a hundred years or no, it's probably longer Wait, than that. Wait, is it the thing that like tightened you up? Yeah. Yeah, you watch Titanic? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When she's, okay. When, yeah, those things. The things where you can't breathe and it crushes your ribs. Because you're saying corsets. I think, I keep thinking you're saying Corvette. Corset. corset, corset, a corset, a corset, a corset, corset, <laughs> potato, potato. <laughs> Moving well, on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah. we see Joey step onto the stage, and like you said, she looks beautiful. Dawson goes to look into the news camera just to get like a closer look, and Joey's just like she walks on the stage for like two seconds, but she looks. So pretty. So gorgeous. The dress was so perfect. I love that dress. I could never wear that dress, but I love that dress. If I was into cross-dressing, maybe (laughs) I could pull it off. But If I was a size zero, (laughs) I could pull it off, but I'm not a size zero. (laughs) Um, The other thing I noticed was that because there's this like moment with Dawson seeing joey for the first time yes in his mind their their theme song is playing it's the dawson and joey theme that um 
if you if you pay attention to it, it's a song that is playing uh, during the first episode with the two of them. You hear it a lot with their scenes with the two of them. It's really it's like it's like a sweet song. Yeah, um, I know. I, I literally dubbed this scene. Dawson finally sees Joey, and then is Jen jealous? <laughs> yes. So yeah, we see Jen on the side on the sideline watching, and Pacey comes up behind her, and he says. Could it be that Cinderella's fairy godmother did the job a little too well? It looks like Prince Charming has found the owner of that glass slipper. And Jen tells him if he has a point to get to it. And he says, it's obvious you're missing the undivided attention of Dawson, which you said earlier, which I didn't even think, like, that didn't even, like, pop into my head, Jamie. I don't know. Like, he literally said it. I don't know why I didn't even think about it. Um, He then asks her if she's feeling a little dumper's remorse. And if the thought of losing Dawson to someone else makes him so much more attractive. And she says, do you really think I'm that shallow? And he tells her, no, I think you're that human. And this is when they call Pacey out on the stage to show off his evening wear. And he like gives them a show. He, he's just this charming. Funny do you, so thinking about what Pacey says to, to, uh, to Jen mm-hmm. about, um, you know, basically no, it, it makes you human, you know, seeing somebody that you're into or you were into finally noticing somebody else. And I just kind of wonder in the back of my head, I mean, the situations obviously clearly are not the same. Do you think that Pacey might have some kind of something going on in the back of his head now that he's seeing that Dawson's finally seeing Joey? Yeah, and they didn't really have a no. small interaction. <laughs> I know, and I'm probably reading into it because everybody knows that I'm a big Joey and Pacey shipper. <laughs> and I, I read everything way more than it is. But I just, yeah, I mean, I don't. But then again, who knows? He could Look, be really hiding his feelers. I just think it's amazing that you have this whole storyline filled <laughs> out in your in your head from watching it already. But like, you already know what happens. But right. when I watched it, and even watching it last night, I did have Pacey was nowhere in that like love triangle. It was just it was just, you didn't see it. I didn't see it. I and saw. <laughs> I went through. I just happened to go through all the episodes last night on Netflix, like looking up the names and everything and descriptions. Hmm. Jamie, I don't remember like half of them and more than half of them. And then I got to the season where the two of them get together and it must have just been something that I just did not care about because I don't remember. You blocked it out. Maybe. I don't know. I just was like, I must have not cared about this. Or maybe I lost interest during like one of those seasons because I started to get back on track. I think it was like season three, maybe because I started to get back on track with the later seasons, especially, but um, I watched it religiously and I watched it nonstop, but those like that one season, I feel like where it starts like, to get them together, I just did not care about. That's my favorite season. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I just, maybe I just didn't agree with the way that they were going with the show. I don't remember. May, I feel like maybe okay. I was like in back then I was like annoyed about it and I just didn't focus on it. It's, it's possible. Cause I've gotten that way with TV shows where you're so focused on these two characters being an item and then if it doesn't happen you're like what is the point of my life right so uh maybe <laughs> maybe well, i'm not start... that dramatic <laughs> i'm not either but um gosh i thought okay. you're gonna be like you're not steven 
<laughs> Listen, I would point fingers at myself more than I, before I would point fingers at somebody else. But um, damn it, now you distracted me. What was I going to say? Oh, maybe you'll <clears throat> start remembering. Yeah. When we start getting to those seasons. Oh, I remember this episode and this is why I blocked it out of my memory. Yeah, I feel like that. I yeah, I feel like it might happen because I just don't remember it. I I just feel like the sole focus for me was Joey and Dawson, and then yeah. I'm sure it was like that for, it, for probably most of most of the viewers. I'm sure, it but was it's most funny now watching it again now for this podcast that I'm like, he's such an asshole. <laughs> so I don't know. I was young and dumb. This is the Bash Dawson show. Okay, this is what's happening at this point. Pretty much season one just turned into we're just gonna bash off Dawson. But it's like my favorite season. That's why this is, I say it so many times. The first season was my favorite season of the show because it was like it was happening during a specific time in my life, and uh, it just stuck and resonated with me. And. Uh, I'm really enjoying watching these and I'm like, I'm excited to watch the later seasons too, but I'm like a little nervous because I'm like, um, I hope that I don't start looking at them differently than like how I see them now. I I don't know if that, does that make sense? (laughs) 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 All right. So we see uh, Pacey get on stage, like I said, and he's giving them a show and, um he's having fun with it he's he like really he's pacey i wrote the crowd loves pacey now it's just cuts of the contestants doing their weird talents and being asked uh questions and the funny girl is asked um she i don't know i don't even know if she was asked but she says i would tell someone how to lose 30 pounds in 30 days oh and- i think the question was um I don't remember if it was, what would you tell your, your kids? Like if you could tell them something today, or if it was, what would you tell the youth today? Like, I don't remember if it was, what would you tell somebody else or what would you tell your children? No, that was Joey's question. Uh, it was something, it was something. Along I don't those think lines. she even asked because when we get to Pacey, he did, he's not asked a question. He just starts talking. Here, I, I'll read what, I didn't write the question I know, I, down. <laughs> I didn't, no, I didn't write the hers down either. I was just writing down her, her line. Cause I thought it was funny. So Pacey's next and he says uh, he doesn't have to be the most the handsomest guy or the most intelligent. You don't have to be the biggest football stud to be a damn fine Miss Windjammer. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what her question was. (laughs) Um, We see Gal cracking up and then we see Pacey again and he says, I would tell the world's leaders that a society that chooses war and death over the preservation of life cannot possibly succeed or thrive. And if that didn't work, I just tell them I had dirty photos of them. And we see these two women stand up and give him like a standing ovation. And like, they they're like in love with him for some reason. And then it cuts to these three guys in the back. And they're just, they're just glaring. <laughs> they're mean mugging him so hard. It was such an <laughs> odd choice. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've got, you know, all the ladies are like super happy about it. That there's a guy in here. He's breaking the mold. He's hysterical. He's charming. He's cute. And, and then you've, got, oh, yeah. you've got the guys who are probably own, you know what I mean? They're probably like the curators. They own the yacht club. They own the yacht club that they're doing this for. This is to bring the business in supposedly. And uh, you've got this guy who's kind of making a little bit of a joke out of it and they're just mean mugging him hardcore you know like i can't believe this is happening right now so i laughed um, harder at the ladies standing up because they were yeah, they so were happy they were i'm i would have been up there with them man I'm like yeah pacey you know do what you're doing man because 
I bet you they were so excited that day to be asked to be extras. They're they're like, all right, so you're going to be in the shot. So after Pacey says his line, get up and start clapping. It'll be so yeah. funny. <laughs> just be just be super happy that Pacey's doing this. You know, just yay. <laughs> so now um, we see Pacey go down and talk to Gal and he asks how he's doing. And she tells him he's funny and charming, but he has a snowball's chance in hell of winning. He says it's not fair that he doesn't even have a shot. And Gal says, Fair and winning aren't exactly synonymous in beauty pageants. And Pacey just looks defeated and he walks away. Yeah, and at this point, he's like, fuck these people. I'm just going to do whatever I want now. Yeah. So he's now definitely he's definitely disappointed and a little stressed. Yeah, because he really thought he had a chance. And yeah. it's like, you know, Gal told him and said, look, you're you're giving us a good show, but these people will never let you win because they'll never have that be a part of their like history for this this pageant or whatever yeah so i like that she was already making she yeah she is very honest with him but i mean he's making history but it's not going to be the history that you know gets him to win it'll just be he's the the one guy that finally ran and then after that they changed the rules (laughs) right they're gonna be like remember that year that we don't like to talk about that the guy in the pageant exactly i also want to i like that they had gal in this episode as one of the judges um there's a picture that i saw from this episode a behind the scenes picture where pacey's holding her and he has the braveheart face on and she's she's wearing like doc martin boots with her her dress that she's wearing it he's like holding her and it's such a cute picture i'll have to find it and i'll share it on our page but it just like it shows how close even mary margaret humes was with the cast you know yeah I just really like Mary Margaret Humes. I think she's so funny. She's so sweet. She's awesome. She's so pretty. All right. So now we see Jen and Joey in the back. And Jen says it'll it exactly be two minutes and 35 seconds. And this will all be over. And Joey just looks petrified. And she says she never had to sing in front of people before. And what if she sucks? And then I'm thinking, well, didn't you practice? Like, didn't you guys have a practice session? You're, uh, I don't understand this. So well, it's, like, it's it's one thing to sing to your friends or sing, you know, in a car or whatever. It is a completely different thing being on stage on television. But don't so you think it. they practice this during the? It doesn't matter. That it doesn't matter because I could practice every single day with my closest friends and then get on stage and realize that I've got all of these people watching me that I don't know. I've got a camera in my face recording this for live television. So thousands of other people are going to be seeing this is a completely different ball game. Your nerves are still there. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't change. Trust me. I know. Well, (laughs) Well, it it doesn't really uh, hurt Joey because she gets up. She does it well. Yeah, she sings on my own from Les Miserables. (laughs) I really, I thought this was a very fitting song um, for Joey. And you can see she does such a great job because at the beginning, you know, she she looks like she's nervous. And then she really kind of opens up a little bit. Not going to lie that when I was watching it, because she kept looking down. And I know that's kind of Joey's thing to not make eye contact because she's nervous. But I really started wondering if, like, the words were written on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) I I know what you're saying. Yeah, she does look down a lot. But I I think that's just her way of 
being Joey Potter. Being Molly. Joey Potter. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm sure she knew the words to the song, but because of how often she did it, and because of like how long sometimes her eyes would be down, and I mean, it wasn't just like I'm looking like forward and down. She was looking at her feet. I know. And it just made me wonder what was at her feet. <laughs> it, maybe it was the work, Jamie. <laughs> It was um it was good though. You could tell it was pre-recorded, but um she really did like that's her real voice. Yeah. And I, I remember love, I love when they do that in shows though. Um yeah. where they have like these musical parts or just the parts where they're singing it it's actually them and it's not some other person. <laughs> yeah. Like they but... used to do in Stay by the Bell <laughs> where they would have like people like with different voices and they would be singing. That is always I've been catching up. that. I'm, I'm watching Saved by the Bell. That's what I'm currently binging when I'm not reading. And because they're, they're, they're only like 22 minute episodes. So. I love that you're watching it. Oh my God. Until you get to the Tori episodes. I can't wait. Um, I skipped a season or two though because I got bored with the younger years. <laughs> yeah, they're not my favorite. They're not mm, my favorite. I skipped a little bit. I like when they're a little older. Season yeah. three and up are like when I start to really like it. I think that's where I skipped to because I got through most of season one and I was like, eh, I'm moving on. And then I moved to the episodes where um, Zach and Kelly finally start like kind of dating. Like they mm-hmm. have the whole thing and then the nurse or, or whatever. Yeah. That's kind of where I am now. I kind of skipped all of that. Although I kind of wish that I watched the prom episode because of Jesse and um, Slater. Uh-huh. But I could always go back and watch There's no episodes. continuity in this show, Jamie. You can no, go back there's, there's, there is, there is. <laughs> it doesn't matter what episode you watch. It doesn't. It just doesn't matter. But, At all. Um, Wait till you get to the last season. It makes absolutely no sense. It's bonkers. <laughs> I, I, I vaguely remember the, like, college and the high school, like, later years. But um, anyways, Dawson. Anyway, so... <laughs> Joey's singing. Else I wanted to say about her. Dawson singing. is raptured. He's just like, oh my god, Joey's singing and it's amazing. And Jen's just like, yeah, she fuck. sees his reaction and she's fuck like, what I do? <laughs> I meant to say before she goes out on stage, Dawson comes up and stands behind Jen because Jen pushes Joey out onto the stage and says, "Don't forget to smile." And then she's like, literally, like in front of the crowd and the lights and everything. So they introduce her and we hear the music starting to play up and. Jen and Dawson are on the side lane. Now they're talking. And um, Jen is telling Dawson that she misses their friendship. Um, but she's trying to ask him something. Yeah. She doesn't get to because Joey starts to sing and Dawson's not paying attention to Jen at all. At all. At all. And his whole focus is on her yep. and on, on Joey. And that's when Joey starts singing. And she starts in that low, mousy voice that she starts with. And then she just sort of like gets higher and her range gets bigger and she starts to sound. She like, gets confident. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Her confidence grows and she's not so me. And then she's yeah. like, yeah, this is me singing the song that I know the words to. Um, and it's almost like she's singing about her own personal life and experience. And she's singing well, it almost like to Dawson because she keeps looking over at him she keeps looking over, and that's why I thought this song was very fitting because she can relate to it I was almost waiting for her to start getting teary-eyed in a couple of parts I was waiting because yeah. she was definitely relating the song to her relationship and situation that she's in because it's like I love you and this and that but it's all in my head and I'm like mm-hmm, mm. yeah exactly <laughs> Yep. Well, after she's done, we cut to Gal and Gal's clapping and she's crying a little bit. And yeah. that was Her sweet. Red. It was really sweet. 
Yeah, she loves Joey. So then we see Jen and she's she sort of sees Dawson's reaction and Dawson's just like googly eyed now. And Jen just looks super uncomfortable. Like Mm -hmm. he doesn't like me. He's not, he doesn't want me anymore. That type of thing. It's like her fear coming into play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even though they're not together, this is what she was scared of to begin with. She was, she even mentioned it earlier in this episode. I was scared the entire time I was dating Dawson because I was waiting for the moment when he opened his eyes, took off his blinders and actually saw you and how beautiful you are. And that's what's happening right now. Yeah, exactly. We see Dawson and he's going to get Pacey, bring him out for his talent. And Pacey's like, he keeps putting these like, these cards in his front pocket and he keeps flying out. out. (laughs) Stupid magic tricks. Yeah, it's so (laughs) funny. They just keep popping out. So Pacey asks Dawson if he thought he really had a chance when he told him he was doing this pageant. And Dawson just says, come on, Pacey. Like he doesn't really answer him. But he answered him in volumes because he's like really telling him, not really like we just thought you were just doing this right um and pacey says that's what i thought just another thing for the kids at school to talk about on monday and we that's when i said we see his trick cards flying out of his pocket <laughs> I'm bad for pacey because nobody takes him seriously when he tries to do something serious i mean he's a funny guy so when he does things even when he's serious he does it in such a pacey way but even yeah. his friends don't even recognize that he is genuinely trying to win this Right. So it sucks. Well, it's like every, yeah, it's like everybody, even his brother doesn't take him seriously. I know. So Dawson says, you're not going to do anything stupid, are you? And he tells Dawson he can't leave there now without letting them all know how much they suck. And he says he has nothing to lose. And this is when we are, it's announced that Pacey changed his talent to a, um, uh, what is it called? A dramatization or something? Interpretation. Yeah, it's an interpretation. It's um. Perfect. It's Mel Gibson from Braveheart. So he comes out with half the blue face, and he's yeah. wearing just like the vest, I think, just to show the, like just the yeah. arms. <laughs> I forget what they call them, but it's just like the blazer part of his suit. And um, he he gives out this this whole monologue where he's like talking about himself as if he's Braveheart, and it it's really funny. And then he, honestly, it was perfect. I thought it was fucking his accent that he did was it was hot. Well, <laughs> the accent was sort of all over the place. He was I loved he was it good at first, and then he sounded like he was Russian towards the end a little bit. But honestly, I loved it. Okay. And what is it supposed to be Scottish? I think. Yeah, yeah I, I love me some Scottish accents. You know, talk Scottish <laughs> to me all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh man! Wow, Do you have any Scottish listeners? <laughs> Learning things about you every day. <laughs> uh, I like accents. <laughs> so yeah, he does this whole monologue. He's really good, and he's basically like, "Fuck everybody! I'm doing what I want." And that's it. It's really quick and people like clap, but it's so like, I I, like the music sort of pumps him up, but it's like when he's done, it's almost like anticlimactic when you watch it because nobody's like really doing anything. They're like clapping and and you see Gal, like she's like excited, but she laughed. Yeah. yeah. I I feel like he needed like a little, little extra oomph at the end, maybe like a mic drop. I don't know. Yeah something i wait i wrote that down in another thing hold on when we get to it that's so funny that you said that Um, so then we um so now we're backstage and we see joey eavesdropping like she always does with hannah and the dumb contestant 
and she hears Hannah. <laughs> this poor about- girl is just going to forever be known as the dumb contestant. <laughs> <laughs> well, she says dumb things. <laughs> I wrote Hannah and another contestant are talking about Joey. Hannah's a bitch. And we see Dawson um, watching the whole thing. And Hannah's basically saying like Joey will, Joey will win only because she's um, like a, what's it called? Charity case. A charity case. Yeah. Um, and she'll tell anybody her story who asks which is not true at all. Not true. Mm-mm. And she says she lives in a trailer with her sister who just had a baby with her black boyfriend and her dad's in jail and her mom died and all this nasty stuff. And that's when Joey goes to leave and Dawson grabs her. And it's like, you know, you can't give up, like stay. Why do you think they're talking about you? Because they're scared of you. Cause they're, they know that you can beat them. This is what they do. This happens in real life guys, real life. People will bash on you, not because they actually believe it, but because it makes them feel better about their own insecurities. I know. That's like why it talks about you and your Halloween decorations before I met you. You were so jelly. (laughs) I was. And I can can admit that. Okay. Oh, look at us now, Jamie. <laughs> look at us for Halloween direct, direct directions. <laughs> I can't even say the words. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck does that girl think she is with her Halloween decorations? Who, she's been here five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you hated me so much at first, and I love me. I too. didn't hate you. <laughs> I didn't know you to hate you. Now I love you. <laughs> good times good times uh, you didn't even know <laughs> I don't know I mean I'm you're probably like so nice to me too <laughs> I, the first time I ever actually met you is when you came and sat with me to shadow <laughs> and I was like Aww. oh my god this guy's awesome <laughs> meanwhile I was like this fucking bitch what's she leaving <laughs> <laughs> why does she have to teach me <laughs> I want that three dollar Starbucks gift card <laughs> can have it i probably still have it somewhere (laughs) (laughs) no i asked to be with you i think i even told you that i said i don't want to be with any of these people i want to be with jamie can you please (laughs) put me with jamie and i know i know how they knew how upset i was so they i think they were like just doing whatever i wanted (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then i remember like when like late even later in the weeks as we were like progressing and you come sit with me i'd be like where is she where is she (laughs) I can't do this without her. <laughs> Love you. Oh my God. It feels like, doesn't it feel like millions of years ago? It it's does. So I mean, it was like four years ago, but it's millions of years ago. <laughs> no, it wasn't even that. It was like, I think it was like three years ago. Maybe. Uh, anyway. So yeah. Um, so uh, Joey even says, I don't want their money. It, like I should have, I'd, I'd rather have gone and sold my body on the street before doing this. And I was like, that's a little dramatic. <laughs> like, yeah, it was pretty dramatic. Um, I was like, at least you're like just taking their money. They don't care. You know what I mean? Just yeah, whatever. they'll be okay without it. All you had yeah. to do was sing a little and dress up pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Ask a couple questions. You just gotta sing a little, <laughs> wear a dress. Put some Vaseline on your teeth. It's better than being fucking sexually molested in a parking lot. <laughs> some creepo who's paying 20 bucks just for you to give him a blowjob, right? So Whatever you think is best, Joey. Whatever yeah. you think yep. is best. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh it's man, this episode's taking a turn. Man. <laughs> this episode is this is a weird episode. <laughs> no, I was like so excited to talk about it, and I was like, "What do oh. we? We've talked about what? Like we've talked like about this who? the whole night." <laughs> you learn a lot here at Creek Talk Podcast. Okay, we are creaking out. Okay, <laughs> creak out with us. <laughs> can't take you all right we gotta finish this because i know we do okay (laughs) so um dawson says don't let these inbred idiots scare you away they're talking shit because they're scared he tells her she could win this thing and that's when she says she doesn't want their money he says he doesn't think it's about the money anymore he tells her i know we're not speaking right now which i didn't know they weren't speaking i thought he was just being kind of rude to her and I didn't know they weren't speaking either. I didn't know either. They were speaking most of the time, weren't they? (laughs) They Every time I saw them in the same room, they were speaking. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Um, But if we were speaking, I would tell my best friend who was always too afraid to get up in front of the class for show and tell how incredibly proud I am of her and how I think she has got more guts and talent and strength of character than all of the Hannah Von Wennings of the world put together. Oh, that was really sweet. Yeah, because she uses some of that in her final question. So then Joey's back on stage and she's asked her final question. What words of wisdom would she bestow on today's youth? And Yeah. So Joey says, I'd like to tell today's youth that no matter where life takes you, big cities, small towns, you'll inevitably come across small minds. People who think they're better than you are. And that's when she looks at Hannah, who's standing right off stage. Mm-hmm. Um, people who think their material things are or being pretty or popular automatically makes you a worthwhile human being. I like to tell today's youth that none of these things matter unless you have a strength of character, integrity, sense of pride. And if you're lucky enough to have any of these things, don't ever sell them. Don't ever sell out. <laughs> So when you meet a person for the first time, please don't judge them by their station in life. Because who knows, that person might just end up being your best friend. (laughs) That's us. Oh, my God. (laughs) I really loved her response to that question. I thought that was that was very articulate and well put. Yeah, it's a really nice monologue to have (laughs) for any of you young actors out there. (laughs) Right. You could audition with that. So we cut we cut to Dawson and he's smiling on the side. And this is my this is the part where I said so Joey says thank you and she walks off the stage and this is a mic drop mo- mic drop moment for her because the way she walks off the stage she's just like thank you. <laughs> it's almost like she dropped the mic. It was yeah. really funny because she's like yeah that's who I am bitches. Mm-hmm. So I don't care if you like me or not. It made me laugh. Yeah, and I wrote, like in her response, it, I think it was like it was her way of putting bitch face in her place mm-hmm. um, and maybe even putting everybody around in their place and being like, listen, this is the way that it is. And, you know, don't be anybody else but yourself. You know what I mean? And yeah. own it. And just as you're going to come across these people that are going to behave this way and they don't matter. Um so I think it was it was a very brilliant and smart way for her to respond in an intelligent way without coming off too like rash or anything. Yeah. But it was also it was pointed enough to be like, listen, I heard you, you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you know she I mean? literally like just looks at her. Yeah. <laughs> so now they're announcing the winners and Hannah gets second runner up. 
and Joey gets first runner up. <laughs> yeah. She gets a day of beauty at Betty's Hair Barn. And the winner of the Miss Windjammer 1990, whatever it is, is Roberta Crump. Roberta Crump won. <laughs> Yay, and Roberta. she's as shocked as everybody else. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's like, what? Me? Really? You definitely didn't see that coming. They put her crown on crooked. It was so funny. <laughs> well, she had a lot of hair, so... She didn't even do her hair up. It was just like basically just like down. Roberta was like, I'm not being anybody but myself. And if that's what you don't want to see, then I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> no, I was. It was great, though. I like that she won better. than I, When I watched it, I thought Joey was going to win the whole thing. And then when they pulled out Roberta Crump out of their ass, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Because she was talking in the beginning about the Peace Corps. And- Peace Corps, yeah. How she was like playing the piano during her talent. And yeah, she's like the ideal girl that they were looking for who's innocent but very full of talent. Mm -hmm. And then you've got Joey, who's the underdog. And then you've got this snooty, snotty, tutti fruit. (laughs) Tutti fruit. (laughs) Whatever she is. Tutti fruit. (laughs) (laughs) What? Are you set, are you trying to be rude to me right now? <laughs> getting late here. <laughs> We're so, almost so, done. Even did that make sense? <laughs> um, strangely enough, it did, Jamie. It makes perfect sense. As long right? as it's making sense to somebody, though, most, most important. So now we see um, Joey's just standing outside. Uh, like near the river outside of the yacht club and Dawson's walking it's out technically the bay oh whatever the bay thank you for You're the welcome. correction so, <laughs> anytime <laughs> so then Dawson's walking out with Gal and you can tell it's like kind of cold out and um Gal says how proud she is of Joey and um she says that she voted for her and you know all this stuff and then she just says like you know do you need a ride and they're like no so then that's gal's uh exit of the episode and i was like bye gal you did a great bye job this episode. um and then we start hearing the song surrounded by chantal karyatsuk playing which is another good song from the dawson's creek universe and this is when dawson starts to have this conversation with joey about his feelings for her and how he's seeing her for the first time tonight and he gives her his jacket and they're holding hands walking to go sit down for like they take a two second walk down the dock and they sit down at this bench and um he literally takes her hand to walk down two steps (laughs) and then two more steps to sit on a bench exactly she couldn't make it by herself like there's no way she's walking in heels she just learned she just learned i mean she just walked off the stage, down the stage, in the back of the stage, <laughs> off and on the stage. She's like a baby middle. deer. But she can't. She can't take four steps to the to the. She walked from the building all the way down <laughs> down the by steps herself to the, the the pier almost, or you know the dock where all the boats are, wherever the hell they are. I don't know. And uh, you know, now he wants to save her on heels. <laughs> But she can't take four steps to make it to the uh, the bench, right? She needs Dawson's hand. He's like, I'm here to help you now. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't walk you on the stage or anywhere else, but I can walk you the four steps to the, to the bench we're going to sit at. I've never time. even thought of that. That's so <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. All right. So um, Dawson says for the first time in his life, she's left him speechless. 
And he asks her what's happening. And she says, you really don't know. And we see Jen walk up on the, on the dock behind them. And she just looks like, <laughs> so. somebody stepped in, somebody peed in her Cheerios. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's like, Oh fuck. I'm too late. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> he, this is he my finally fault. opened his blind. <laughs> <It's my laughs> finally took them blinders off. <laughs> this is all my fucking fault for making her pretty. <laughs> I should have stopped giving her all those goddamn compliments in the lunch line. It's um, gone to her head. <laughs> so I wrote, Jen looks really sad and walks away. She does look, she looks more than sad. She, she does. looks like she's very depressed. She's yeah. Just, she does this whole thing with her arm. She's like, she looks uncomfortable and she, pouty. Yeah, pouty. So they're sitting down in this bench and Dawson tells her he looked at her tonight and she, she just came out of her shell. She had this newfound confidence that burst from her. It's like she transformed into this beautiful. Joey. And... <laughs> <Couldn't even find. laughs> what? <laughs> he couldn't even. It's like when he when he said that, I feel he was gonna like say butterfly, but he didn't. <laughs> he was he was reaching for some kind of word and couldn't find it and just settled for her name. You Joey transformed into this beautiful Joey. Joey. I don't know what else to fucking say. <laughs> You're just <Well>, Joey. <laughs> she's just Joey, but she's a beautiful version of Joey. Yeah. Not the band-aid braided hair girl who falls in mud all the time and has like gum stuck in her front it's, tooth. It's, it's not the sister joey that i've known all these years it's yeah the you look so different. Dress. all she did was put on a little makeup put her hair up in a in a whatever updo and wear a dress he's like is this what incest is ew I don't know if I like it or not. <laughs> um, well clearly his palms are sweating so he Oh he right it. right right he goes <laughs> Um, I'm sitting here with my best friend in the world and my palms are sweaty. He, he says, I've known you forever, but I feel like I'm seeing you for the first time tonight. And this is when Joey's like, like red flag, red flag, red flag. <laughs> and she gets up and she's like, there's something just not right about this Dawson. Like if you are just seeing me now because I have fucking lipstick on and it's just hairspray. If you're just seeing me for the first time because I'm all glammed out, then there's something radically wrong about this because you've had a whole lifetime to process your feelings for me. And this is not what I wanted. I want you to see me for who I am and not for you to look at me like uh, you don't even know who I am just because I look pretty tonight. And she's yeah. like, it's my own dumb Not call. a passing physical attraction, is right. what she says. She's like, I want you to like me for me and not off of some passing physical attraction because I'm yep. messed up like a girly girl. And that's, I mean, yeah, she totally, I see her point because at first it's like, oh, she's finally getting what she, what she wants. You know, Dawson's noticing her, but it's not the way that she wants to be noticed she wants to be noticed it makes sense and wanted for herself and for who she is and not because she is looking pretty right not that she doesn't look pretty on a daily basis but this is like a this is a different step you know we're on a different tier here i like that they did this though because it's it's it shows how smart she is because she's not like some like young dumb girl who is finally getting what she wanted because this guy she's obsessed with her whole life now finally sees her but he's not seeing her the way she wants and i like that they that they did this whole dialogue with her it's very it's a very strong she has a very strong character she is very Mm -hmm. self-aware and i truly love that about her because 
I feel like girls her age or even guys their age or whatever of their own age, um, I feel like if somebody that they've been crushing on for a really long time finally notices them in like a really superficial way, they'd still jump on it because, yeah. hey, they're being noticed. But what happens when you go, when Cinderella turns back into, you know, the pumpkin or whatever no that's the perfect example though because it's sort of like what they're talking about exactly i mean what happens when you know you turn back into you know yourself and you're no longer this glammed up person you know are you going to lose interest in me because you were attracted to the superficial side because of whatever Mm -hmm. i was involved in or are you attracted to me because of who i am you know what i mean it it, that's what it comes down to and i really commend joey for recognizing it is for what it is Yes. Hopefully in the next episode, we'll see Dawson still seeing her in this way, but as herself and not because she's in a dress with her hair and makeup done. Right. Um, so I just want to, I just want to read what she says to him because she's getting so frustrated because it's like we said, it's not what she wanted. Right. So she says, it's just lipstick and hairspray. And she pulls out her hair and I wrote, she looks even prettier with her hair. Down. Yes. I loved it. I love that. Like her hair was so like, bouncy yeah um and she says she's gonna wake up tomorrow and be joey just joey the two tall girl from the wrong side of the creek and dawson tells her this is all new to them and they should talk about it because no matter what happens they can't go back to what they were and this is when she says you know you had a whole lifetime to process your feelings for me and she can't spend the rest of hers hoping he sends a general glance in her direction in between his tortured teen romances of whatever Jen Lindley comes next, which is true. Like, yeah, she wants, to, she wants to be the person in his life. She doesn't want to be the one he's talked like the person he tells all that stuff to. And it's it's weird. I don't know. So she goes to leave and she looks really sad and disappointed and he tells her not to leave and she gives him, she goes and she like slides the jacket down off her shoulders and we see her. It's a little slow, like. Yeah, it's like, it's really cute. uh, Yeah, well, I'm like, I don't, (laughs) almost like it was seductive, you know. It was, but it was, but she's, I just love her so much. I I can't take it. (laughs) Like watching it again is making me really become a fan again. I'm like, I want to watch all these Katie Holmes movies again. Right. Oh, I'm like reverting back watch. to my younger self again. It's sick. We're, we're going to be binging all of the Katie Holmes and Joshua Jackson movies we can get our hands on. <laughs> yes. And Varsity Blues is really good. We should watch that too. I never um, actually seen it. It's really good. It's one of my favorites of his. Um, mm. But she tells him, she gives him back his jacket and she just says, I have to Dawson, meaning she has to leave and then we get this little small scene between pacey and hannah and they're sitting down on the dock he doesn't have to help her walk in heels because she's a pro at it and um they're both just commiserating about how they're both a black sheet of their families and how her family doesn't even like notice that she's even around at the time and yeah that's about it (laughs) it's about what happens yeah i don't think we ever see her again because i don't know her again so she got a job on the news show for the WB called Charmed and then she got fired. So <laughs> um, I think, I think for this one, the whole point of this is really just to see what happened to Pacey. They should have just went at sex. They would have made <laughs> each other feel better for just one moment <laughs> in life. For, for the, for the, however long that happened, right? For the first five minutes. And then afterwards, you just, you're going to feel bad about losing men. You're going to feel bad about screwing each other. And I'm like, why did I make that terrible decision? <laughs> 
but you could say you just had a fun night. I mean, she probably could have went home to her giant mansion and nobody would have been there to bother them. So they're like 15 years old. So she's no, she's older. He's and he likes older women. So that's true. Now we're with Dawson outside of his house and we see Jen. He's just standing there. I guess thinking (laughs) looking at the creek. He's talking to the man on the moon. And Jen comes up behind him. She just says, she she basically asks him, like, how'd your story go? And he says it's going to be on the 11 o'clock news. And she asks him if he'd want to possibly get back together. She says, I admit to not giving us a chance. And she doesn't think she actually gave him um, a good enough reason for why they broke up. But would he be willing to give them another shot? And he's shocked. <laughs> he's like, this is what? what he's been waiting for for the last mm-hmm. couple of episodes. And yep. now it's now it's not the best time, Jen. Exactly. And she says, Well, you know where I am. I'm next door with Grams, pretending to pray in my bedroom. Um, hoping that now I hope Billy just comes to my bedroom because you don't want me. <laughs> Billy's long gone. Maybe Bob's <laughs> um, available. I, I wrote, I was so happy he turned her down. He Wait, did. what did you say? Who's Bob? <laughs> Maybe Bob's available. (laughs) That would be really bad if he was. (laughs) So now Dawson is just sitting on his steps and we get this cut away of Joey brushing her hair in the mirror. And I like, I can't say it enough. She looks so pretty. And the song of her singing on my own is playing in the background. And it's just sort of cutting back between the two of them. And she goes to put her hair up and she sort of smiles. And then it cuts back to him and he smiles. And then the episode just it fades to black and it ends. And that was the episode. But next episode is titled Decisions and it's the season finale. I can't believe it, Jamie. I know. I, I cannot know. believe it. First season. First season of our podcast. First season of Dawson's Creek. I know. It's so crazy. Look at us. Look at us. We were just like, we were, it's so funny. We were like just talking about it and like having little meetings and testing our Zoom and like recording and seeing how everything worked. And we're, we're almost done the whole fucking first season. It's so I don't crazy. even, do you even remember how we even decided we were going to, like, where did this even come from? Let's do a podcast on Dawson's Creek. I don't even know. I think because I, I had discovered the show and you're like, oh, let's do this. I had, so I know I had an idea that I wanted to do a podcast and um, I had a Zoom hangout with some of my other friends and my one friend was in it who, my friend Aubrey, who I've known for years and years and years, who we did extra work together. And um, I actually brought it up to her and I said, I would, I'd like to have three get or three hosts. It would be me, her and somebody else. And you had just told me that you had finished watching the whole show. And I said, Jamie would be so good to do this because she's like funny and she like she's easygoing and goes to show no like i and and you're good at talking so it would be like you're sure i don't think you would i was like she wouldn't get like nervous or weird or anything and we have a good relationship and a fun um like a fun rapport with each other so i was like doubt the perfect three so i remember i asked aubrey but she said she couldn't do it and i brought it up to you in, during work and you were like yeah let's do it and I was like really and then it's sort of like let's make it happen <laughs> yeah and then like time passed and we started to like have little meetings and we talked about it and just figuring out what we wanted to do and all that stuff and my and office was completed and I had the space 
yeah, we were, I was waiting for you to finish all that so we could actually start recording. And then we did. And uh, now we're almost done. The, mm-hmm. the whole first season. It's crazy. I'm going to be doing this forever, guys. We're going to be doing this forever. I know. I think we, Jamie, I think we are such a good team and a good yeah. duo with this. Like when you listen, when I listen to podcasts and the, the hosts have such a good vibe with each other and you could tell they're literal friends. They weren't just like hired to do something together, which we, we weren't. <laughs> we were literally, literally friends who decided yeah. to do this. Um, like I said before, we make zero money doing this. <laughs> um, if you guys but- want to buy us some books, I mean, we won't say no. Or, spo- or sponsor our podcast and yeah, uh, help true. us out. But um, <laughs> but I uh, I think I think that's uh, what I like most because we just have a lot of fun and we joke with each other and we both enjoy the show for what it is and you know I'm loving reliving it because it's like I said it's taking me back to my younger years and reminding me how much I really love this show. Yeah. So I'm very excited to just keep doing this and whatever happens. I hope we evolve into like something even bigger. It, it'd be great. Like yeah. we, we talk about things. I don't want to say anything because I feel like I ruined it the last episode with like putting out some things. But um, I'm excited for some things that we've talked about that we want to do. Yes, know. me too. Yeah. I think it'll be fun. I was just thinking that. I, I was just thinking about a couple of things, a little events. Yeah, I think it'll be good. But yeah, anyway, I'm glad that we're doing this. I'm excited for the future and um, we'll see what happens. Yay. Um, All right. So yeah, next week is decisions. If you want to rate and review us on Apple or Podchaser or wherever you listen to podcasts, that would be amazing. Creek Talk Podcast with Jamie and Steven. Please rate and review us because we really want to hear your feedback. Because nobody wants to review us. Sure, you guys can download our shit, but God forbid you let us know how great we're doing. I know, I don't get it. And if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at Creek Talk Podcast or on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. And you can find Jamie's bookstagram at where you can find me at jlynn underscore book lover. Go to our link tree. You can find us on there. Find the link tree. Yeah. Yeah. Like us, share us, support us, love us. Thank you. We love you. We appreciate it. But that's it for this week. We hope you have a great weekend and see you next week for the season finale. guys. Creak out, everybody. Creak out. Bye. Bye. <laughs> well, I'm not William Wallace, but I am Pacey Witter. Pacey Witter's seven feet tall. So they say. So they say. And they say that this Pacey Witter is a dangerous man who slaughters Capeside residents by the dozens with jokes and buffoonery. And if he were here, he would destroy those who would judge him with sparks from his eyes and wit from his ass. Well, I am Paisy Witter, but who of you are in the position to judge me? Is it you, sir? And what sort of human being tolerates being judged? Well, judgment stops today, because that which scorns me deems to own me, and I am willing to trade the trappings of my dysfunctional life for one chance, just one chance to stand in front of my fellow countrymen and tell them that you may take my life, 
But you will never take my freedom! Thank you and good night.